All right, and then we'll sync up. You good? There we go. All right, let's do it. All right, three, two, one, go. I forgot to say go. <laughs> three, two, one, go. Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 22nd of October 2020. This is The Gap, episode 539. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gura is maybe here? You're off off a little bit today, it looks like. Am I? What? Why am I off? What's wrong with me? We we, we tried to do the uh, the sinking and you just like blanked. I was... So, look- what, what, at the start of the episode, before we record, we usually um, try and sync our audio. We've been doing it recently to try and make things a little bit easier for me mm. and we'll do like a countdown we'll yep. go three two one and then we both say go on the next beat and we did it and joe just forgot to fucking say anything uh and he just was like sitting there looking i was, was like oh i forgot to say something <laughs> Is it too early or something no coffee what's going on um no i'm just a space case hey like i don't, I don't know <laughs> i don't have a good excuse for that one I think I'm sundowning. I think this is the end for me. You know, like I've been noticing that my go for a walk every day to try and get out of the house and, uh, you know, try to not get, you know, I've, my wife has taken over with this work from home shit. My wife has taken over the entire fucking apartment and I get locked in my yeah. little fucking, my little room. Uh, anyone watching on YouTube, uh, so the, the 11 of you. Uh, we'll be able to see that I'm bathed in a uh, bright purple light, which uh, is the you know the classic of the variety Twitch streamer. But also uh, in my case, it's it's uh, I don't know if I will just quickly it's it's my fucking hydroponic. I've got like a I've gone full fucking full on. I've 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 gone the whole hog. I've got alfoil taped up on my office windows now. To block out yeah. the heat and the light, and uh, I've got this hydroponic lamp to grow basil, so I can have some sure. sort of oxygen in here. And uh, <laughs> I don't open my window until like after eleven o'clock because mm. the the apartment itself faces east, right? And so the sun just fucking bakes this room. And I'm extremely worried about having three monitors, a giant fucking PC, and what will inevitably be two next-gen fucking consoles all in this one room. Because what I think is going to happen is I'm going to get slow-roasted anytime I have more than, like, I have my PC on and one of these consoles. The entire room is going to reach an average temperature of about 60 degrees, and if I sit in that for nine hours, like that's that's it. Like chuck me on a fucking, yeah. chuck me on a grill, and baby, you've got some fucking slow roasted job, right? Like just <laughs> re- the right. the full reverse sear job. Get some rosemary in there. You'll be all sorts of spices. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, cram some fucking garlic in my ears. Easy peasy. Anyway point of this um the the work from home thing seems to be pretty uh 
like businesses are sort of adapting to it even more. I saw like a Microsoft statement. I think it was maybe a week ago, um, maybe a week and a half, saying that like they're doing it permanently now where you'll be able to work from home. Like even after this is all done, like yeah. they're introducing it as a thing. And I, I think we're going to see that a lot. I hope <laughs> we see it's, a lot. It's like, yeah, it's like, a, you know, I don't know, it's better for them, I guess. Like, I think it's better for almost everyone. Almost everyone. I know there are some people who sure. absolutely do not operate better in, a, in construction work workers, and they have issues. You know, like they're <laughs> they're piling Until bricks the robots up come. And, yeah, um, but no, like you know, office workers. There are still, there are office workers who don't work better in work from home scenarios as well. Like they need to be in those spaces, right? They need that collaborative element but i mean me 100 percent, i work better when i can shut everyone out uh the like the trick the problem i think that was stopping work from home for a long time for a lot of people was there is a definite transition period where you get fucking nothing done right like you're like well i could actually fire up warzone at 10 30 and take a long lunch (laughs) That happens to be eight yeah. hours long and just do nothing today. And there's no boss looking hey, at my shoulder. As so long as you get your work done. As long as I get my work done. And yeah. then I fucking realize I have to get my work done and, and I shit it in, right? That's That was uh, like, obviously, Warzone didn't exist for me back when I started working from home. But like, I did absolutely go through a six-month period where I just fucking farted about doing nothing when i first tried like to do this shit i was just like eh yeah uh fuck it i'm just gonna do nothing again today uh and then eventually you know you create some i think healthy uh ways of working from home and once Mm. you've done that yeah there's there's absolutely no difference for a lot of people i think between working from home and working in an office and in some cases, it's probably better. In my case, it's definitely better to work from home. Uh, I remember when uh, at Red Bull, they were like heavily insisting um, that we like that I like I would have to come into the office once a week, uh, and then I was like, "That's not going to work." Uh, that's like even when I worked when even when I lived like fucking two blocks from the Red Bull offices in Australia I was still mm. like yeah that's not gonna work no I don't want to do that you don't want me to do that what the fuck why would you want me to do that that is significantly worse and I I managed to negotiate it down to like once a month and that once a month I would get so little work done because they were like asking questions and like you know, looking for advice and roping me into meetings and they'd be like, oh, there's a town hall or some shit. And you're like, how the fuck does... Do you, do you want content on your website? Because that's what you pay me for, for content. Not to be in a fucking town hall meeting Office. about the fucking... the future of meetings in fucking Red Bull. I cannot imagine a worse meeting to be in than one about meetings, but holy shit, I went to two of them. Like, did they schedule them the like only on days that I was going in, or did they? Was that just every day they would have a meeting about meetings? Was that just something they did very regularly? And I, would, I just had no idea. <laughs> Fucking insanity. Anyway, so yeah, me working from home. Like, 
it's been weird having my wife working here because I don't know. She's still, oh, she was adjusting for a long time. So she just like sort of fucking wander into my office while I was fucking typing away. And she was like, hey, what are we going to do for dinner? And I'm like, I don't know. It's fucking 9.45 in the morning. <laughs> Maybe we could revisit this topic in seven hours or something. Let's, I don't know. Let's look into that. Yeah, and she'd be like, oh, okay. And then she'd wander away, and then like 15 minutes later, she'd be like, do you want a cup of tea? I'd be like, I want to yeah. finish this fucking sentence. <laughs> yeah. That's my dream. I get that as well, <laughs> because my my office is next to the kitchen. Yeah. And so uh, if my wife like walks in and starts talking to me, I generally got headphones on, yeah. and she'll be talking to me, and I can't hear her. Yeah. She'll be in the kitchen. I'll be like, are you trying to talk to me? Like, I can't hear you. That's the worst. And this is a constant thing. You hear yeah. like half a syllable of a word. And you're like, I don't want to look like a massive cunt. <laughs> so obviously yeah. I have to respond to this. But the other thing is like, for me, I don't know if she's talking to the cats or if she's <laughs> on like a phone call uh, or something. Because her office is also sort of, in our lounge room. Yeah. Um, and then other times she would come in and she'd just start talking to me. I'll be like, I'm like literally in the middle of a sentence. It's very hard for writers to just stop and be yeah. like 100% full attention because then you lose your like train of your train of thought. Yeah. And I don't think people understand that once you start actually going, like it takes you a while to be like in that focus, which is... Um, you know, where that thing, whole thing about like writer's block comes from and, and stuff like that, where you get to a point where you can start writing and you just start spewing out words. And if you lose that, you got to try and think about what you're talking about and you, you sort of lose that momentum. And then that can be quite hard. You know, if you're aiming to write like fucking 400 words in 30 minutes or something like that, and you've spent 15 minutes thinking about what you were going to write yeah. or like structuring it out. And then you get halfway through and someone walks in and wants to have a conversation about like, I don't know, like you said, like what, what are we doing for dinner on three nights from now? Yeah. <laughs> like, ah, uh, just want to finish it. Just give me one second. Don't. Let me finish this. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, anyway, that's why we need uh, locks on doors or something. Locks, locks on doors. I don't, I don't imagine that pitch going too well. She, my wife would probably Mine's want very easy because my door side. is right here and I can just do that and get lock and problem solved. But yours is, you need like a door stick. A door stick. Yeah, that'd be good. And then like just a, <laughs> one of those little grabber hands. Just, just reach yeah. over and turn it. Or if you don't, if you forget to lock it, you just grab the door stick and just hit her with it. <laughs> like, go away. What? Yeah, my worry would be that she'd put a lock on the other side as well. And then I'd uh, be lock you fucked. in here. <laughs> You get so much work done. Ah, yeah, that'd be one upside. But I'd also be trapped in here with all my farts. So, yeah, uh, you yeah. wouldn't have to go to the the toilet during the podcast anymore. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'd still have to go. I just have to oh. find a corner. Um. Anyway, this conversation has taken a turn. What was I talking about? Oh, yeah, I'm really old. Anyway, uh, yeah, <laughs> we're already wild. Like we went wildly off topic on our off topic conversation. So we're off to a good start, I think. Maybe I'm not the only one who's tired. Did you think about that? Yeah. Maybe maybe, no. maybe I'm not the only one who's tired. Maybe other people are tired. Maybe all of our listeners, tired. Are, all of our listeners are tired, Luke. 
Tired of not of seeing what? you eat fucking spaghetti and Skittles. Where is we the talked video? about this. Where is the I'm video? We haven't, my, haven't talked about for my, uh, burrito? Stop delaying. My burrito? Stop delaying. There's no such we thing. We have about six bets that have gone on, and I've won like 85% of them, and I've not seen anything. I remember the last a, one. A, you did get your fucking <clears throat> one of your burritos, okay? No, you have. Yes, no, you, you did get one of your burritos. You got one that of your is burritos. A lie. You absolutely got one of your burritos. That is not a lie. You lived next to the fucking Mad Max. Mad Max, and you got your fucking kilo, kilo burrito. Yes, see? Oh, no. my God. You are what, making things up now. What is going on? What is going fake, on? Fake burrito. Fucking unbelievable. So if I mail <laughs> you a kilo burrito, right? It's uh, going to stink. That's not my fucking problem. You will have your fucking kilo burrito. Does it, ha- it, it just has to be a kilo of burrito, right? I um, can make it myself, right? I don't know if it was a kilo burrito. I can actually look this up. I'm pretty sure we got it saved somewhere. If it was in like a, uh, um, like a game of the year doc or something, I'm not sure. Let me just have a quick look. Does it now feel like an appropriate time? <laughs> oh yeah, the people want to know. The people, people want to know. Want you to eat spaghetti skittles? Predictions. Oh, here we go. There's two files. One's 2015. 20- this is the latest one. All right, this looks promising. Um, I'll, I'll go through some of these because it looks quite funny. Uh, the next Rockstar game, uh, you said it'd be called Red Dead Revenge. Ah, uh, yep. I said it'd be called Red Dead Revenge. Um, so we're both wrong there. Now this one here, Fallout 4 Future Fighters is coming out this year and it's for a one kilo burrito. Job said no. Doom this year. I said yes, it's coming out this year. Doom slash Dishonored 2 next year. So when was Fallout 4? Fallout 4. 2015. So you were wrong about that. I was right. I believe you got that one because it was five fucking years ago and you lived next to the Uh, fucking one kilo burrito place. Doom was 2016, so I was right about that as well. And what was your line to You didn't get two fucking... Kilo burritos for every single... It was just the one fucking bet. You don't get to fucking stack on six kilos Dishonored of fucking burritos. 2016, so I was right about that as well. That, that's a that's a triple threat. That, yeah, that one, that's that's amazing. Um, just because you made it into a trifecta doesn't mean that you actually... Like, that it was actually fucking anything... Like, <laughs> the, the odds didn't raise as a result. Your payout doesn't change... We're only halfway through here. I can keep going. Share this, this says, shit with me so I can see it. Because I have no... Like, there's no way for me to verify any of this. Oh, I'm just... I'm. Uh, can I share my screen? Share your work? screen. That'll work. Do that. Let's see. Is this going to fuck up I wonder if this will... Maybe... It might. Maybe you Oh, gosh. <laughs> no, let's see what happens. Oh, my God. You're oh, because then people at home can see it. That's interesting. Um, You can see that now? Oh, yeah. World's smallest screen. screen. Uh, We've got The Division and Siege will be this, will be delayed this year. It says no from Job, yes from Luke. And apparently both were delayed. So I won that one. Um, Battlefront this year for a Cronut. Yes. I said no. (laughs) 
and the this year half a game. Look, half again. you're editorializing in your fucking. Look at this shit. He's he's putting fucking stank on these fucking answers. When did half you? Half a game came out. What does bet fulfill mean? You reckon you you bought me a cronut? I remember this cronut. Yeah, it was um, it was from a place down near I think the casino or something, right? Uh, I don't, I don't think there was any place near the casino that did a fucking cronut, mate. I would What's have a fucking cronut? been there. A cronut's like a, a donut made of a croissant. We had something on the top, right? Yeah. Sometimes they do. Yeah. I think we went down to the casino place and got one. There was like a casino or, or like below, there's like a mall or something below the casino, like a shopping area. Uh, I don't think, I don't think there was a cronut place there. I'm pretty sure I would well, know. I don't know what I got you. Uh, well, uh, it's in, in this one it's in says, Star Wars Battlefront has a smooth launch. <laughs> Joe says no. Luke says no. And I think we're just going to go with no. With uh, almost definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Okay. So. Anyway, let's kill this. So what do I owe you then? Back. What do I owe you in <laughs> that case? Um. Maybe three burritos if we're going no, the you triple don't get, threat. you don't get three burritos. You get one fucking burrito, okay? You got the Division and Siege. I won that one. But there was no bet on that. Otherwise, you would have yeah, fucking no written it in. So you get one kilo I think it was ice burrito. cream. Where's the ice cream one? I think it was that one. I, I mustn't have written down what it was for. How convenient. What a... Yeah. How convenient for for you that you accidentally didn't write down what it was for. No, no. And yet you I mean, I didn't write down exists. the ice cream attachment to it. It no. must have been the division. Must, mustn't must have been. Prove it. Fucking prove it. I got you oh. a kilo burrito, so that can't be it. There, I, I would remember eating a kilo burrito. I, how do you not remember this? I've, I would have struggled extremely How hard. have I eaten four kilo burritos over the course of my entire life and four. we've never eaten one together despite me eating one at the place next to your fucking house? Because it was only a special they did and I never yeah. had one. Yeah, no, you did. You fucking <laughs> did. This is so fucking cooked. Holy shit. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable. Right. Spaghetti Let's skittles. Let's some games. All right, I'll get them. I started seeing ads for Skittles on my phone. I think Good. we're talking about them too Good. much. <laughs> now you just need ads for spaghetti and maybe you'll finally fucking fess up on this bet. I don't even remember what yeah. the bet was about. <laughs> I just remember that you haven't had the fucking spaghetti Skittles. That's all I remember at this point. Tenet. <laughs> Tenet still isn't out on streaming. I've, I remember. It is. You can rent a movie theater and stream it from your... Stream it. Inside the movie theater. Yeah, easy. So easy. Anyway. All right. <clears throat> games. Should we talk about some games? Um, games? What have we got? Let's go with Dead by Daylight. Is the first one on the list. Um, new update came out this week. And it introduces a bunch of... Uh, balance changes and, and bug fixes and that sort of stuff. Um, but one of the big changes is a graphics update. Uh, part, I think part one of the graphics update that they get, they're doing. And so uh, basically what this one is doing is updating the tile set for the Macmillan Estates uh, maps. So there's multiple maps. You use the same sort of tile sets. 
and um, they've gone through and updated all the uh, gra- the textures and sort of uh, also reworked the actual layouts of the tile sets and that sort of thing. So you're actually getting maps that you sort of can look at and be like, oh, I'm familiar with these types of areas and um, uh, like locations within maps, but also they've just gone in and also uh, re- rebalance some of the tile sets as well. So you'll run into areas that are like, oh, I've not seen this before and it looks looks quite different. Um, so it's, it's cool. It's, it's, it's got a different tone to it. I remember the original maps all had this like bluish sort of... Um, like tone making it a little bit darker i guess um and this is a lot more brighter and visually a bit more clear and in saying that i would i think i don't like it as much um i think the 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 updated textures on the environments and the detail that they've added in um some of the uh like tile sets now are a lot a lot better but in terms of the visual style i don't like it as much i think it's too bright i think that it's 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 supposed to be a game about hide and seek right and by making everything visually clearer and um the colors a bit brighter and that sort of thing it sort of makes it a bit harder for you to well, i think on both sides it makes it harder for you as a survivor to be able to hide in places like tall grass or in a corner yeah um and i think i think that ends up making it easier for the sorry for the killers to do their thing and that sort of changes the dynamic of the game a little bit sort of disappears as a horror game like it's slowly fading away from a horror game and moving more towards like an action game i guess like trying to keep that pace up a bit more um and that was always something that was the struggle with dead by daylight at least start is like trying to find this balance on how long a game's supposed to last for and how do we slow it down a little bit like we want to make some of these killers a bit more menacing and um not be as fast paced because there were games where they would just go on so quickly and that's when they started adding and like the um progression on generators being able to regress and yep. go backwards the kicking yeah as opposed to just like people just smashing through generators and finishing a game yeah. super quickly with the killer not doing anything and so yeah i think by moving away from and this could be unintentional i don't i haven't looked at the feedback this is sort of just my personal experience but the um moving away from it being a bit more darker um muddy sort of visual style is I think maybe the wrong direction of this, uh, where this game is going. And, and I think that is not necessarily just this McMillan Estate rework. I think this is a tone overall with some of the maps that I've seen they've introduced recently. They're a lot more brighter and um, colorful. I think being it's colors. That's what I think. Yeah, it colors is. as well. Because I think yeah. what what they've done wrong with Macmillan is is like yeah. It, Have it, you played it? No, no. I I was <laughs> I haven't played on Macmillan. Uh, I was jumping in, but dang it, shoes. Uh, I, I jump in and burn a bunch of the Macmillan Estate uh, uh, yeah, add-ons, and I kept kept popping them. I was like, yeah, cool. I probably I have a this. billion of them. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, but yeah, look, looking like when I saw the patch video, 
um, it reminded me of like one. Th- they might have actually been. It might be accidental. They may may have actually accidentally landed on something that was really good for the game, which is mm. if there is an overwhelming color tone, then it makes it more difficult for the um, the survivors to contrast against sure. the background, right? Because that's I guess that's the that's the theory behind camouflage is that what you're supposed to do is blend in with your surroundings and to do that you sort of marry the same color but if all if there's only one color then it's very difficult like soldiers have to train for ages to be able to actually identify targets in night vision or ir or whatever the fuck they're using you know red fucking light uh because it changes the color profile in general and so, yeah, if everything's green, then they're, what they're generally watching for is moved in general or stuff like that. But when you've got a generally, like, I, I think it's about, it's lit the same. Well, not the same. It hmm. is definitely lit a little bit better. But when it's lit in such a way where the colors are more varied, that it's easier to contrast the movement of survivors against those different colors as opposed to if everything is blue or you know uh orange or green uh orange is that fucking western level or uh the green of um the fucking or or red is that only level the japanese level green is the fucking mike myers level like they've got these over all themed colors and if you take that away, and it seems like that is their intention, it becomes easier for the killer to see you. I guess in the sense, uh, in in Mike Myers' case, when you don't want to be seen at all, it's a bit easier to see him. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's like I, I, it makes me this change makes me wonder if they did it by accident in the first place, or hmm. if the art like whoever is in charge of the art design on the levels may be left and their, you know, their broader uh, mandate on an overarching color has, has left yeah. with them. You know? <clears throat> Cause you can look at that trailer they they've um, put out and you can, they do like a comparison. It sort of slides yeah. between the two and you can see the, the color shift, like from it going 100%. from a, 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 so a blue to a crispy very clear and for me it's the grass that really points it out because i think as a survivor you would always have that opportunity to sort of sometimes get away with being able to hide in grass if you were really good but yeah it just seems too bright now like the, yeah. the grass seems too bright at the same time i'm wondering if they're trying to also maybe buff some of those other add-ons like the the mist and that sort of thing so that people were using that a bit more and making it harder for people to yeah, see right. like i don't i don't really know the thinking i'm not i play the game a lot um but i don't really engage with the community as much so i don't know like i used to watch all the um the developer streams and mm. i i don't do that anymore so i don't really know their thinking behind all of this stuff and maybe they've talked about it as to why they changed it but just me playing I'm I'm uh, I appreciate the updated visual fidelity of the the textures and it looks a lot better. Um, yeah. But at the same time, it's it just seems like there's too much light happening in the game. Like, like it's very bright. Yeah. And uh, I think that should be 
toned right down yeah um so anyway that's just my feedback but yeah man i'm still playing a bunch of that game i jump in every couple of days um i i, I think over the last week i've i've play i've missed maybe two one or two days um right. but otherwise i'll jump in i'll do my like couple dailies i played for like three four hours yesterday and like three hours a day before i'm, I'm being right back in there um messing around and i'm playing a bit of both like by having the dailies in there it kind of forces me to go oh, i'm gonna go try some of the survivors because i usually just play killer yeah. um and i'm sort of grinding my way back to rank one killer i think i'm at like nine or something like that i'm just destroying people it's disgusting but as a survivor it's a little bit more challenging i'm do i feel like i'm doing pretty good as survivor um it's the other people that i'm playing with that are sometimes struggling a bit and and because the last time we played you and i together they just rolled out that new matchmaking uh, sorry the new ranking system and yeah. remember it broke everything yep. uh, it's it's fixed now rate. like for the most part you get people that are the same ranks as you. And I've come across killers where we have just obliterated them. Like they are, you can tell they're new. Yeah. Um, and, and that sort of thing. So the the ranking is definitely working in terms of that. So I'm grinding my way through um, Survivor, trying to build up the rank on some of my less used ones to try and um, unlock a bunch of skills that they've got and perks and that sort of thing. So yeah. It's been. I'm. I'm really digging it. So it's a lot of fun. I. Um, I hope they do make some changes in terms of the visual style of it. But otherwise, I'm. I still enjoy. Um, the the one sort of thing that I don't like that I've played recently is the. Um, I think it's part of the Silent Hill pack. I could be wrong, but it's like a school, and it's multi leveled, and. Um, I don't like that because you sort of get, as a survivor at least, you sort of get the, um, you get a heartbeat sound which tells you whether or not the killer is nearby. And because there's two levels, or yeah. I think it could even be three levels. No, it's two levels in a basement. Um, because it's two levels, if they are above you, you don't really know because you still hear the heartbeat. It's, it sounds like it's getting close. So you're always on the worry about like, is there, are they actually nearby or are they a, a level above me? Like, should I stop working on this generator? And it becomes this thing of like constantly walking away from where you are and trying to hide and then being like, oh, they must be above me. Um, yeah. And, and, you, and then you not knowing if they're walking back above you or they have actually dropped down and now they're walking, they're actually walking toward you. And I think that's... Um, that's something you don't get on the other maps because except for the the uh the saw map that's a little bit different but it's not as like this is basically two levels and it's this stacked on top of each other whereas the saw map is a little bit different it's got some bits that go underground and you sort of see quite far in terms of um like your level off in the distance so if, if you hear that heartbeat you can usually tell if you're a, if you're on that top floor if they're coming towards you and if you can't hear it, you know they're below you. Whereas on the school level, it's it's like a, a square and there's hallways and there's adjoined rooms surrounding it. And so you can't actually see outside in the hallway if someone's coming for you or if they're on a different floor. And that's where the confusion comes about. Yeah. Um, so I don't like that level as much what, as a uh, survivor at least. What, what, should they, what, what would you want them to do to fix it? I, I think they should just go away from multi-leveled. Right. <laughs> just... Uh, 
levels like that particularly i think the saw one is okay what like if you I had said, like a higher pitch or a lower pitch depending on if they're higher above you or below you it'd be like super subtle but you can like hear it sort of sort of like if you uh look on a mini map i don't think it w- and you can see yeah. the tiny up arrow or the, or the down arrow or whatever nah no i think i just leave it just fuck it Sorry. just i think it's the maps they have to stop doing that style with the map. Yeah. Because um, it works on something others, like the uh, the Michael Myers map with the, um, it's like a uh, a little town or like a little suburban area and there's houses that are multi-leveled and you yeah, can but go into basements. Yeah, but that works because like the entire area is basically a fucking tube, right? Uh, yeah. Yeah, but as soon as it's like the entire thing is multi-leveled, yeah. Yeah. As soon as the time thing, it doesn't work. Yeah. Which is why I think it's a it's not a good map. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's extremely like I've played that as a killer a bunch, and I don't think anybody's ever escaped on that map just because of how easy it is to defend everything. Um, because you can sort of just work it, being like, all right, well, I'm just going to defend this generator, so they've got yeah. the next three they've got to go for are really close and. I'm just going to destroy them if they try and do that. Oh, but that's um, I, that is often the survivor's fault more than anything. Sure, yeah, and that's a killer knowing like what, strategically what they should be doing. Like, ah, oh, there's a generator off to the distance. I'm just going to let that one go. There's no yeah. point yeah. in trying to do anything about it. Yeah, and it's the survivor's entire mission then to to not give up on that one little mm. area otherwise they are fucked um yeah but that 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 requires a level of coordination that often (laughs) you can't get with randoms Uh, yeah yeah anyway so yeah i've been playing that a lot recently and i'm i'm back in it ever since you put it on our radar again so it's been my uh go-to game like it'll hit about four o'clock here in the evening and i'll jump in and play for like two hours until i have to go make dinner or something like that and yeah it's been good uh i'm really enjoying it uh and i'm having more fun playing as a um survivor now as well sort of like learning the ropes of that um yeah it's been fun cool anyway that's dead by daylight's out on pretty much everything <laughs> everything at this stage yeah. i think these um graphical updates also went out on uh console platforms as well they would have to i yeah, from what I Because they understand. added crossplay, right? So now it has to be uniform yeah. across the board. So, yeah. 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 All right. Cool. That is it. What do we got next? What's up next? Um, next up, we got Torchlight 3. Sure. So I talked about this a uh, couple months back when it um, went 1.0. Sorry, it went, went early access. And uh, over the last week, it has gone 1.0. And the last time I talked about it um, was not having a great time. And so uh, Torchlight 3, for people that don't know, it is a uh, isometric RPG um, loot game sort of brought, brought to life after we had this lull of Diablo. <laughs> like when they weren't making Diablo games, this is like some of the i think i feel like there were people that were on the diablo team that went and made this i don't know if they're still there um but that's kind of when torchlight was 
created and they made a sequel and then they made this third one um and so my last time playing this i was not having fun with it i think the biggest problem that i sort of walked away with was the lack of escapability or like early on in the game just not giving you anything and feeling like you would get trapped amongst um the enemies in the world and they'd sort of swarm you and surround you and you just constantly be dying all the time uh and so i didn't um when this hit 1.0 the other day i was quite surprised because i thought it was a quick turnaround and so i thought i'll jump in give it another try and see what they've done to it and uh this time around i've had a, a lot more fun um the escapability skills on this particular character i was using which is a like a robot um like a steampunk robot and uh yeah th they've got escape escape move now they got this dash thing that they can sort of barrel through enemies that knocks them out of the way and so um i didn't have any problems getting overwhelmed by enemies anymore it was pretty um the the maneuverability of the the character was much better than what i played last time so that was pretty cool um there seems to be a lot of content in this game like i've played for let me check it says i've played for eight and a half hours at this stage um and i've just gotten to the second like themed area which is a swamp and seems like i've got like two more areas to go so there, there seems to be a bit of content um it is drag dragged out in terms of its theme like you're in this one location for maybe six hours and the tile sets are pretty similar like for the most part yeah. and you're running into the same lot of enemies and uh same lot of creatures and same lot of bosses as well um it's got this thing where they call like phase events and you can go in them and you can fight you can fight bosses that you've fought before but they're um they've leveled up to sort of your level now and you can fight them and earn more gear and uh it gives you a pet as well and that usually takes a little bit to, to kill them but otherwise like it's pretty grindy in terms of going from one mission to another there's not a lot of variety in terms of like what you're doing um it's pretty much just left click and right click in and mashing one two three four five on your skill bar and casting spells and abilities uh and then going through and and like going through your quest log and completing everything that's in there and there's not really any like i said variety in them it's just pretty much a point a to point b and that's that's it uh there's just not a lot of like i don't know it, it just doesn't feel like it's it's really bringing anything new to the to the genre yeah and that could be okay for people that just kind of want to play a rpg looter game just click 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 and it'll probably satisfy you but if you're looking for something that is moving that genre forward and trying something different i don't think it does much um it's still doing like orbs to heal and sorry not orbs um uh potions to heal and you pick them up sort of diablo moves away from that as well in diablo 3 so there's no more orbs on the ground it's going back to potions um but with like diablo sorry diablo 4 because uh, i i played that about a year ago mm. like you can like, see the evolution exactly a year ago eh? yeah pretty much <laughs> um you can see the evolution of three to four like the things they've gone all right how can we change up the gameplay and we're going to have 
um, these like sockets in your weapons and when you put certain things on there the like runes in there it's going to change the way your spells work and your spells will be- behave differently where you put like three of these types of runes in there and so they're, they're moving more towards like a um uh, allowing players to sort of tweak and tinker with the way their their characters are that affects the way their spells behave um as opposed so like i could have a build in the game that is exactly the same as yours but they'll behave completely differently because we've got maybe different runes in these weapons and so the spells could be the same but the way they behave and interact with the environment could be completely different you know and and that's that's apart from being like oh maybe we've both got the same character we've put a different spell build in um so they've sort of stretched that out even further and that's not something you've seen like torchlight 3 it's just very it's sort of like the same torchlight game we've been playing for two it's two um iterations now iterations not iterations iterations now uh you know there's a pet system in there and you can send the pet to go back to town but there's no reason to do that um anymore because there's like you can sort of trade items to increase your luck and that sort of thing um i just don't really see much in there that is like i i this is new um remember when torchlight first came out i was like oh they've got a pet and you can send the pet to t- pet to town and it'll sell you stuff that's smart that's cool yeah there's nothing like that in here that i've i've found yet and so that's why i'm kind of a bit disappointed in it. yeah so there was like people were complaining about it being what were they like there was a big complaint when it first launched I was like, it's too MMOE or it's too like mobile gamey or people were like fucking mad about something. I think the thing people were mad about is that initially reports were this was supposed to be a mobile game that was brought across to the PC. Right. Um, and I think people get upset about that. I mean, you look at fucking uh, Diablo Immortal, right? Like I've played that game and I'll probably play that game when it comes out on on mobile because it felt pretty good when I played it. Sure. But also, like people were fucking upset about that, right? And so I think that this is a similar thing where they've this was initially supposed to be a mobile game, and it doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't feel like it to me. Um, yeah. yeah. Sometimes just... this stuff translates okay. Like the when Diablo was brought across to consoles, and they figured out how to do it, and they did it really well. Um, so I don't I don't actually know what the negative feedback is apart from it just seems like a something we've played before. Right? There's nothing new about it. Yeah, that's my criticism. Yeah, it's it's quite cartoony, uh, which I guess traditionally ARPG fans have uh, railed against. It's hmm. sitting. It's got a mixed. Uh, review on Steam, which I mean, yeah. not always the best fucking indicator for this shit, but uh, yeah. I mean, that's hard. Can you see the graph at all? Because uh, when time. it first launched, remember it was it it came out and uh, it was like broken, right? Um, uh, it's still pretty even even now. I mean, there's more positive than there are negative now, but yeah, it's yeah. still pretty mixed people are saying the enchanting system feels like it was built for microtransactions and 
not enough enemy variation or tile yeah. set variation, like you were saying, I guess. Oh, yeah, all the stuff I've said. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, it's a... How much is this game? 56 uh, Australian. Yeah, no, that's a no from me. Fucking hard no. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh, I saw yeah. you playing it. Go I'm like, play... Maybe I'll jump in. I'm like, uh, maybe I won't. Holy shit. Yeah. Go play um, Path of Exile or something like that. It's a free-to-play game. You'll probably get more enjoyment out of it if you're looking for a uh, dungeon crawler, Diablo-like style game. Yeah. Unless you've already bought this. Um, in which case, if you enjoyed it last time, then then jump in and check it out. Because it is definitely a better game at this yeah. stage. So that's good. It uh, I didn't have any technical issues at all. It um, yeah, plays fine. It's just not. It's just not really anything blowing my mind right now. So. I, I yeah. don't know. I'd, I'd, I think that people will be surprised when at least Diablo comes out and they've tried to really change the mechanics behind that and um, do something different. So, yeah. Cool. That's Torchlight 3. Um, yeah. It's a, it's a weird time for people who are like fucking top-down games eh? uh that Why? sort of isometric rpg mm. is uh baldur's yeah. gate 3 obviously dramatically desperately unfinished definitely not worth playing yet uh oh it's coffee time thank you look at this my Just wife stick. my wife look she found that you could like order yeah straight up just order boss coffee off the internet she bought like a fucking case of the things a slab a slab of fucking boss coffees so uh, <laughs> uh by the way suntory if you'd like to sponsor the gap we take payment in boss coffee and uh and yamazaki whiskey <laughs> just just uh keep that one in your in, in your brain there suntory uh Anyway, um, yeah, like the the old top-down RPG just hasn't been going well lately. Uh, hmm. Having a rough time of it, I guess. It's not like right. there aren't older games that you can still check out if you've got a hankering for it, you know? Yeah, no. Right, yeah. Um, speaking of top-down games, mm-hmm. uh, Disc Room. Disc Room... Yes. Is uh, is why this this podcast is coming to our patrons a teeny bit late, I suppose. The embargo for this is at midnight tonight. Um, it is a top down uh, bullet hell dodge em up. Yeah. Uh, there's no shooting. Um, it is purely about dodging death and sometimes deliberately not dodging death we talked about it before uh we previewed it ages ago back when you were still allowed to go to preview events and uh so that must have been fucking that must have been like january or maybe december last or some year. shit yeah maybe last year holy fuck um but yeah uh it's basically uh, the pacifism 
achievement from Geometry Wars turned into mm-hmm. an entire fucking game, uh, which I love to death. I think it's fucking... I always loved... Uh, I, I spent so much time blapping absolute belting cuts in the high school charts of uh, Geometry Wars purely for pacifism. And, um, yeah, I just think it's such a clever twist on our on the, on the natural uh, drive for violence that is built into games, you know? Uh, it's not saying mm. video games make you violent, blah, 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 but more that, uh, like, by default, a lot of games rely on uh, violent interaction as the primary source of interaction. And technically, in a game where... It is when you, you get are, hurt. <laughs> yeah, where you are dying... <laughs> Like you, your primary interaction in disc room is still violent, um, hmm. but it is violence committed upon you as opposed to violence you are committing, which is a twist, right? It's a, it's it's not a particular, like it's not fucking suddenly changing everything, but it is a specific twist on a trope of video games, and so yeah, I'm I'm attracted, attached to the concept, uh, so yeah. Uh, it is a basic, like it, it, it's story lights. You are a little person, uh, maybe a explorer, a space person, uh, yeah. like going through these rooms, and each room has discs in it. And if the discs hit you, you die in a bloody mess. And your challenge is to open all the doors and get through all the rooms. And. Hmm. That is how it goes, basically. Yeah. Um, I mean, the story is because I I just played it uh, a couple hours before we started recording, but like a giant disc object appears uh, next to Jupiter, and I think you're sent to go explore it and see what it's about. And that's you get in there, and there's like all these <laughs> yeah rooms that you're talking about, these death rooms that you got to try and work your way through. And there is, like you said, like it's very story light. There's almost like a um, comic book sorry comic strip style yeah. storytelling that's that's in there um it's telling you some sort of story as to what's going on like story wise it'd probably based on the amount of panels i've seen you could probably yeah. fit it into a, like a 12 page comic book sure um but it's like it use utilizes the medium itself to increase your uh your investment in the character yeah so so it's quite clever and yeah the i guess at its core it is yeah geometry wars style pacifism mode puzzle game yeah where yeah you are a trying to solve the puzzle of each room and b trying to solve uh a grander meta puzzle that sees you need to uh like accomplish certain tasks that aren't always clear in order to to get through uh and open yeah, every more, door up. more more doors it's like a exactly. it's like laid out in terms of a grid and you'll get into one room and it'll have like an objective it could be something simple like survive for for 20 seconds and you're like eh, 20 seconds ain't that long and then stuff starts happening and you're dead in like three and like all right yeah, cool. Let's let's try and figure this out. Complex. Then. Yeah, I think yeah. ten seconds each, is probably each, the base. The, 
yeah, the 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 things you come up against for the most part are, are discs, blades, um, like uh, um, sword what blade. do you call them? Saw blades, and there's they're spinning around. But then you get into the next room, and there's a variation of it, and so you end up going through all these multiple rooms, and there's always a twist on it. Different types of blades that behave completely differently to the other ones, and they start introducing them together, and yeah that's sort of the problem solving the puzzle element of the game is it slowly gives you more and more ways to die and you trying to solve like all right how do i not die how do i survive as long as possible and then complete the task that needs to be done yeah uh and and those tasks uh switch things up on you as well like it's it's not necessarily how do i not die sometimes because like there are a number of tasks that evolve like by the end of the game, I think it's like died as 60 different disc types, which yeah. involves going into a room and deliberately searching out a specific disc and then kamikazing into it. And that is fucking yeah. tough on some of these levels. Yeah. Some of these levels, uh, I don't like, I, I've seen how far you are, and I, I know you're not quite up to uh one of these ones yet but uh there's one where you have to survive for a certain amount of time before a disc will even spawn and then you i have one of those i think it was about 35 40 seconds and then it spawns in right okay so i didn't see is it the gold one yeah yeah i've done that one right i didn't see your time on that one weird uh the timing it's got like every single level has a high score ranking on it and uh that provides sort of a meta reason for you to to attempt certain levels uh but it it also uh yeah like allows you to track how your team uh your your friends are going and it doesn't seem as accurate Or, or i just haven't seen like everyone's scores uh that I expected to see from my friends list because I know they're playing, but I don't like, I haven't seen your scores, uh, your times on, on all the ones that, well, like, well, specifically I haven't seen your time. I didn't see your time on the one I'm talking about. So, yeah. Um, that could be just because I only just played it. (laughs) I was literally, I was literally, you were talking shit. Okay. Before the podcast started and I went and had a look. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Okay. Fair enough. Uh, um, but yeah, uh, I, did, I did smash you a bunch. It was disgusting. Fucking, have you considered <laughs> that some of these aren't meant? You're not supposed to go for high school. anyway. Um, yeah, but like sometimes it is fucking rough trying to like deliberately hunt down a specific disc uh, just so you can fucking like kill it. Oh, die to it rather. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's a uh, it's an int- intriguing challenge um because you know it it sort of broadens the way you you look at the game trying to find every new disc trying to find every new room get like yeah it's it's clever there are some challenges like what i what disc room at its best is when it when it is doing that sort of thing it's doing that very subtle puzzle solving where you're like trying to track as many aspects as you can, like trying to mm. track as many elements as you can. 
right? You're trying to track because what you what what you're doing in disk room is essentially information gathering, right? At all times, you are information gathering, and there are a lot of sources of information uh, for you to to gather from, which like ramps up the complexity. There is your position on the map. There is your position, like your position in the timeline, because time is one of those things that. Uh, is is very important for you, like, and so you need to. If time is a line, there are certain points on that line where things will trigger, mm. and so you're tracking that. You're tracking the discs in the room. You're tracking what they do, how they act, whether or not they simply bounce off walls, or if they will trend towards you, or if they spawn new discs, or whatever if they can't be exploded away from you or if they have a aura that slows you down all of these things that's information that you need to track you need to track uh like the, <laughs> the challenge itself the metrics of the challenge aren't always super clear there are a couple that are literally uh get question mark question mark question mark from question mark question mark question mark and you need to work out the two those two things and it's sort of like the that old board game mastermind where you would have four pegs on a board and you you would put them down and try to work out if they were in the right order and then you would be able to tell very very subtly if you had uh you know the right color pegs but not in the right order and then you had to work out the order and the entire time you're doing that you're also tracking all these other things and so there's there's a great deal of complexity in, in every single level and then obviously there's a dexterity element because you know it involves dodging shit uh at all times and it can get extremely fucking hairy while you're dodging and then yeah, eventually, yeah, you get through each level or you don't get it through each level. I'm still stuck on... There's one level in particular that has been driving me fucking bonkers. Like, absolutely fucking bananas. And holy shit, man. I... It might be... I, I've got such a problem with this level in particular because it goes against... It flies in the face, in my opinion. It flies in the face of everything else uh, that the, the game does well. There's a, it looked to me, but now I don't know anymore. It looked to me like you were very close to this level, but you hadn't reached it yet. Mm. Um, there is a level that is uh, entirely pitch black and it's called. I had a, I had a level that was, um, the lights were going on and, on and off. On and off. Yeah. The, the one next to that level, they, there's no lights and you have to live for 10 seconds. And I will not mention anything about how you're supposed to do this, but I think it is, uh, well, see, that's the thing, right? Like, so I sat there for literally the 20 minutes before the podcast began, trying to live for 10 seconds in this level. And the, the good thing about Disc Room is that it loads super quickly, like really, like instantly. Right When you die, you can double tap A and you'll be back in the same level. I have done it by accident a dozen fucking times. There is a challenge where you have to beat 
uh, four rooms consecutively. Hmm. And uh, if you double tap on one of the rooms, uh, you have that. It, it doesn't matter if you just beat the the time on it. You still have to fight. You have to do it again so you can beat the other three consecutively. It fucked me once, but that was like that's entirely my fault, right? The point I'm making is that it does it really fucking fast, like super fast. You are straight back into a game. I love that in games where you die a lot, like Super Meat Boy or whatever. It's got that mm-hmm. Super Meat Boy style or Celeste or whatever. You're straight back in. So I spent 20 minutes trying to live for 10 seconds in a game where I can start the level again in under... 0.1 of a second and i would say on average i lived four and a half seconds which i don't know what that fucking calculates to let's like i could fucking probably give it a punt 4.5 uh sorry i should do 60 60 divided by 4.5 13 times 20 266 attempts. Uh, yeah. That's so Dark Souls. That sounds about right. Like, fucking Dark Souls ain't got shit on 266 attempts. The problem... The problem is that this this one involves zero dexterity, as far as I can tell. Uh, the information gathering is near impossible... Um, and it's almost, it almost seems like it's random chance. It almost seems like Hmm. you could set up a macro to do it. Do you have all the abilities? Yes, I do. I'm at the final boss. Uh, there is one, apart from the room that this, this room unlocks a room. And there's one other room, uh, that will be unlocked. Uh, I need to do... Uh, every unlocked room needs to have uh, completed. I have to have lived for ten seconds in every unlocked room, basically. Right. Uh, that's one of the unlock parameters for another room, um, and this is the only one I don't have ten seconds in. And right. it is. I think it's a huge problem because it's random chance. If I were to set up a macro that would automatically press the start level button yeah like an ai every two seconds like a dota ai uh like i i think that it would inevitably complete it and Mm. that might be the best strategy i have for finishing this level with my sanity intact because what i was doing what i have been doing is uh like you know, measuring, right? Like measuring the um, the only information that I have available to me, right? And in this level, because it's perfectly, it's entirely a black screen, right? You can't see where you are. You can't see the discs. You can't see anything. The only thing you can see is the timer counting upwards. And because that's the only information I have to go on, I can only base like what I what what I do next on that and I found mm. that if I do a certain thing 
I, I got to, I actually took a screenshot of it and sent it to Devolver because I was fucking losing my fucking shit. Uh, but I got to, I needed 10 seconds. I got to 9.988 and oh. I died. And holy absolute fuck, man. I was going to fucking, like, if I, if I were, a, oh my God, if I was Super Saiyan, I'd be fucking brawly. I'd be fucking wrecking everything. It was fucking bananas. Anyway, uh, it was very upsetting. Uh, but like the problem is that it, it, it appears to be random chance because it doesn't, like, it's not like I can repeat my actions. If I were to do the exact same thing over and over again, it doesn't produce the same results. And that makes it very difficult to work out what, I'm doing incorrectly if that makes sense right like if I can't like I can't produce repeatable like so there's no fucking there's no scientific method to that because I can't find a baseline right if I start that level and I don't move at all I found that five times out of six I will live for 3.5 seconds and one time out of six I will die in 1.7 seconds. Right. And it's not always the same amount of time. What the fuck am I supposed to do with that information? You know, like that, that tell what that says to me is that the fucking, the disc movement is random and at random by random chance, you can live for three and a half seconds before you like the odds become essentially like a hundred percent that a disc will hit you that's 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 the only thing i can fucking work out from it and there yeah there are ways to influence that but obviously i don't want to fucking spoil it because the game's only out and learning that shit is part of it but yeah like what it just it considering the rest of the game is about using the information you've been given it it is a it's very puzzling to me that this level in particular would deliberately not give you any information at all. And yeah, it annoys the fuck out of me. But like, yeah, that is a huge distraction. I feel like in terms of fucking like, uh, <laughs> in terms of words spent, I've spent probably as many words on this one level that bugs the fuck out of me as I have yeah. on the rest of the game. And that's just not fair it's it's a wall that's in the game that doesn't need to be there. Yeah, you're you're someone who's persistent and will get through it. Maybe figure it out. I guess we'll find out next week. But I, I'm going. Not everybody's I'm got that patience, it. right? I'm going to brute force it 100. Uh, I'm new to the game and I can just sit there and I've got a system. I got to 9.988. I can get to 10. It's fucking mm. not even. It's not even a tenth of a fucking second more. I can do it, and I will. But yeah, like if if there's a trick to it, and I just don't know it because the there's a dev time on it, and they've got twenty three seconds. If there's a trick to it, it's going to be fascinating for me because there is like there is clearly there, if there is a trick to it, and I can't work it out. There's clearly some faulty reasoning at the base of it, and yeah. I think it'll be a fantastic learning experience for me. Because it'll help me 
rethink how I look at information gathering, but as far as I can fucking tell, it's it's random and that's all there is to it. And that's annoying. Disappointing. Uh but yeah, yeah. like the like it's it's so yeah, the, the reason I get stuck on it is because it's anathema to the rest of the fucking game experience. Because the rest of the game does... It, it is like the fucking opposite of this one fucking room. The rest of the game hmm. does it all so fucking well. Yeah, there's RNG in the way the discs uh, move and, and like what they do, or not necessarily like what a disc does in every room is fixed. But there's RNG in the way they move and where they move and all that kind of stuff. Um, like... There's, there's definitely that, but it's all so manageable because you have enough information to actually get through it. It's just mm-hmm. not something you can do in this one level. And like, yeah, it's disappointing because I had, I was fucking locked in. I, there were other levels that I must have tried a uh, hundred times. Uh, I'd love to see, I, I, can't see if you've got like death stats or anything, but I'd love to see how many times I died on other levels. I've, I'd be fascinating, uh, fascinated because there are some where I just kept dying and it didn't fucking matter because I knew like every time I died, I knew what I'd done wrong or I learned something new or like there was something I could take away. There was something I could bring into my next attempt. Whereas... Uh, yeah, like there, there was that one where I had to beat four in a row. And those were four mini boss fights. You had to com- successfully like finish four mini boss fights in a fucking row um, before you could actually like move on, and that's rough. That's that's a challenge, but you like I got through it eventually. Uh, it just took a little persistence. It took a little like you, all you wind up needing to do is know every single like what each one does and then like chart out a fucking course for yourself you know you i went from hardest to to easiest obvious obviously but like even then i'd spent so much time on the hardest one and the second hardest one that by the time i like i did one run where i perfect like did the first one perfect second one perfect third one perfect and then the fourth the the easiest one i hadn't been there for so fucking long that i died instantly because i had forgotten how that one played out and Hmm. i mean i was upset but i like i managed to do it like three or four attempts later and i succeeded it felt really fucking good that's the great thing about dexterity based puzzle puzzle games is that like yeah you feel good when you finally work out the trick when you finally master the movements and like mm. you finally complete the challenge. It's fucking, it's good stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's a good, like it's a, it's definitely a good game. I, I love uh, the geometry wars concept of pacifism. And I think it does a really good job with it. I haven't finished it uh, cause I am, <laughs> I'm stuck on this one level. It's yeah. not even the last level. It's just I can't bring myself. I I can see you can press start and you can switch. Like the start button is really useful because you can see you know what levels uh, still have discs 
uh, that you haven't unlocked and like what levels it, it does it like a yellow outline around any level you've gotten 20 seconds in and all this kind of stuff. I wish you did a, some sort of fucking icon for 10 seconds, but um, yeah, like you can see at a glance, a lot of information just on the start screen alone. You can switch between levels very quickly and all that kind of stuff. So I can see from the map that I'm mm. very close to finishing this game. Uh, I've got, like I said, two more rooms to unlock and yeah. the boss, the last boss fight. And I just don't want to do the last boss fight until I've killed this fucking, finished this fucking level. Uh, I'm going to be so fucking mad if there's some fucking <laughs> secret fucking power <laughs> that you get after you beat the final boss that allows you to, f- oh my God, I'm fucking... Has anybody else got a um, a time on the leaderboard for that level? One person, and they got it the like dev? Eight, 8.6. Oh, the dev has 23 seconds, which I can't fathom, which is the only reason why I'm worried that like there's some fucking power up you get where you can light up or some shit or maybe Um, it's like an actual like it's pattern it's not random but it's definitely actual level it's definitely random like i've i literally sat there like for i don't know how many of my fucking deaths literally just starting the level and doing nothing and Mm. a it's not the the exact amount of time uh it's always around 3.5 seconds um but then b there are those times when it's 1.7 or 1.4 or whatever this yeah i even tried to work out if there was a pattern in that uh like i i've gone full down the fucking rabbit hole on this one and Hmm. there's no pattern that i can see and that's weird it seems like it's i don't know maybe your game's broken (laughs) maybe (laughs) Well, yeah, nobody else on my fucking list has uh, has beaten the fucking uh, the level. Mm. If I see anyone do it, I'm gonna ask them. I'm gonna fucking ask them. How I'll the be fuck like they the do torch. It. Use the torch. You're like, what's use the torch? I'm like, what? What the fuck is the torch? Yeah. Mm. All right. Um, so yeah, I played about 25, 30 minutes of it so far. I'm enjoying it. Um, like you said, it's very good. Uh, yeah out now it's on steam at the moment by the time you hear this it's available for for uh free demo as well free demo download if you're not sure and you kind of want to go check it out but it's pretty cheap it's uh 14.99 us which works out to be what 20 bucks 18 21 bucks 21.50 apparently um Yeah. yeah i yeah, definitely recommend checking it out. At least play the the demo, um, yeah. just to get an idea of it. If yeah, if you enjoy that style of game, um, yeah, you'll definitely get a lot out of this one. I played it for apparently seven point four hours. What? And, hmm? Far out. Yeah. Okay. Point four of those hours definitely on this one level. <laughs> At least point four, maybe seven of the hours are on this one level. <laughs> I don't know. Right. Yep. Okay. But yeah. Uh, disc room. Disc room. There you go. Disc what else we got here? Room. I don't know. What else do we have? It's all your stuff. Jackbox Party Pack Seven. Jackbox Party Pack Seven came out last week, uh, and uh, yeah. 
Um, had Nate around and uh, his girlfriend. We played this and got drunk. And uh, it's good fun. I mean, if you enjoy the Jackbox games, it's an interesting one. Uh, because, you know, I, I think... I don't think they necessarily go hit, miss, hit, miss, but uh, they've had some misses before. They've had some... I, I don't have Jackbox for Party Pack 4 because I played it at uh, Praetorian's house and I thought it was garbage. Um, but this one, I would say, is mostly pretty good. Um, like, yeah, it just has... Like, it's, it's got one game that I don't like at all, which is uh, The Devils and The Details, which feels like a... I guess I should go through all the games first, right? Like, yeah, it feels like a... Um, almost like they saw Among Us and tried to work out how they could do that on the phone when the primary uh, viewing mechanism is on the TV. So everyone can... Yeah, see and they had the two TV weeks there. to make it. And they, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, you play this family of demons and you move in to a house and you have to accomplish a bunch of goals and some people are trying to not accomplish the goals and it just feels like it's too uh, obtuse. I think it, it deliberately doesn't explain a lot because I think if it explained everything, it would be too simplistic. So I picked it up and had zero issues working out exactly what I needed to do on my phone. You click on the phone and then it tells like you've got to ask someone else for some, some information and they tell you the information and that's about it. And if that were all there was to it, well, I, I think that is all there is to it. Uh, but because of the way it's described, people had, like the other people playing had a lot of trouble. Like it was, oh, I'm, I'm doing this. Um, sh sh like, should I? And it's like, it's actually like hyper simple because it's, there's no movement or anything, you know, like in, in Among Us, there's movement and stuff. Uh, so mm. it's actually super easy to do. You just ask, like, if you all regimentedly work together and one person just tells like to like takes charge uh but because everyone's you know doing their own thing it becomes very difficult to understand and or to understand what you're doing and and people are, are struggling to work out the the information on their phone and stuff like that and it just winds up being more complicated than it actually needs to be and I think that's on purpose because, yeah, if you were to work out that it's actually very easy to, to do, then it would lay bare how simple and dull the game ultimately mm. is, I think. Anyway, um, there's also Quiplash 3. Mm -hmm. uh, so people like, there's like, how does it work? You you you're asked a question, right? Like, uh, they they ask you, I don't know, like Family Feud style shit or, or whatever. But the the trick is to to get everyone to vote for you, your answers, basically. Um. So yeah, it'll be like 
I don't know, things you'd say to a single mum or something, and then someone says some fucked up shit, and everyone laughs, and that's about it, right? Like, makes sense. It's cool. It's the third iteration of one of the most popular games. So, yeah. Is uh, there anything that's changed to it, or it's just? I don't think so. I don't really. I've never played a Jackbox game sober, so it's very difficult for me to remember remember all the details. Like I find yeah. it very fucking rough, like remembering between the games. I just remember the ones I love, uh, you know, mm. T Fury or um, Murder Trivia Party. I just remember yeah. that because I, you know, I remember loving them. Uh, this so one has just more categories. Yeah, probably. Um, this one has a drawing game called Champed Up, where one person draws like a hero, like a, a champion. It'll be like uh, the champion of breakfast or something. Mm. And the other person gets given uh, that picture and they have to work out what like that, that picture is the champion of and then draw their own champion as the underdog and if the underdog mm. wins then like they get shitloads of points but otherwise yeah they battle it out they sort of do like a, a fight in in an arena and yeah to see if the champion of breakfast can remain that way and it's just yeah it's a drawing game that's pretty goofy and just results in people drawing dicks uh which always entertaining it's classic <laughs> um yeah uh then it's blather round which i don't remember uh i think it's like 20 questions i'm just reading the description i think it's like 20 questions uh we did not enjoy this game at all we played it like one round and we're like let's never play that again hmm. and so that one didn't go so well um and talking points is like a public speaking game which is pretty weird and it shouldn't work but it winds up being pretty fucking funny you're given a topic uh like at the start of the game everyone writes down these topics uh the importance of being and it's like mad lib so someone adds in whatever the fucking next word is so it'll be the, the importance of being a cunt or something um and you get that as your topic and then one other person is selected as your assistant and they so what happens is you're doing like a powerpoint presentation on the importance of being a cunt and yeah you're like today i'd really like to talk to you about the importance of being a cunt uh it's important for a lot of reasons and then the assistant will put up the first slide and the, the assistants get to pick what slide you're you're doing off of like a bunch of fucking pictures like eight pictures or something and yep. the assistant's job is to f like fuck you up like to to throw you off as much as possible and so they'll, just, they'll pick a picture of like i don't know fucking eggplants or some shit and you'll have to fucking dance around why a picture of eggplants is in your presentation and yeah it's like it's dumb as shit and it shouldn't work as well as it does but hmm. uh, i think like for a party game where people are have been drinking it works out pretty well yeah sounds good um so yeah like i don't know jackbox 
a, a party pack, like a Jackbox party pack with fucking two games you'll never play and three that you enjoy is... Sounds about right. Right. Par for the course in my experience. Yeah, exactly. Like, you're like, yeah, well, that sounds about right. Um, so, yeah. I, once again, not all winners. Uh, definitely not all losers. Uh, if you're, yeah, if you're a fan of the, the series, I can see it. Uh, there's no trivia game, which I think might be a misstep. Uh, mm. Generally, my favorite like of the series uh, are the ones with the trivia games. So, which one has fucking one has T Fury and fucking and Murder Trivia Party? That's the best one. That's easily the best of the Jackboxes. Let's see which one that is. Is it four? Uh, no, it's not four. Four is my least favorite. I don't own four. Uh, it's three. Jackbox Party Pack three. Wow. Easily so... the best of them. Far and away, T Fury. Oh, it's got Quiplash as well. Look at it go. It's got it all. Yeah. Quiplash too. Um, but yeah. Uh, that's if you were to buy one Jackbox Party Pack, buy Jackbox Party Pack 3. But seven's not mm. bad. Yeah. That's it. All right. Uh, I've got five that I've played drunk and i don't remember any of these games that's good um <laughs> all right jackpox party pack seven which one okay. five at? hang on now i gotta fucking find out which one. Oh, they uh they looked terrible oh, i has got you don't know jack which is always good zeeple dome's awful uh split the room is kind of funny it's like mm. uh people like get prompts and they have to give answers and then everyone has to guess who gave that answer. Madversity is fucking hilarious where you That's make the rhymes because the robot reads the rhymes out and it's always funny as shit. Uh, yeah, yeah five's pretty good. Five's a pretty good one. Okay. Yeah. That's what I remember. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Cool. Uh, that's it. Okay, we've got uh, Call of Duty Warzone here. Is there anything to talk about in terms of Warzone, um, particularly other than the new uh, Halloween theme? Um, no, I, I put it on here for, for the zombies. But uh, the I don't know if this happened to you. Hmm. Uh, but has like the game gotten louder for you? I feel like the game's gone let Me and Kleb were having real like problems listening to each other yesterday. And, the same, and me and Nate had problems too, but I think that was Discord. I don't know. But at the same time, I felt like I've like had to fucking yell over the game sounds a lot lately. Or like I definitely have to mute hmm. uh, the game, press F10, if I want to be able to hear anyone while I'm flying a chopper. Uh, I can't hear shit. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a bit weird. It's a bit odd. But I definitely felt like I was yelling uh, fucking JB and Frisco while we were playing it like, like yesterday. And I usually yell. You can turn it up. Yeah, but like... Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like the game's louder than my... Uh, so loud that I feel like I have to yell over fucking... 
and that, that like that hasn't usually happened and then when i watch shit back i watch like our games back you're talking like you're fucking like someone searched up asmr on pornhub or some shit and you're like, <laughs> yeah. yeah guys uh there's because a guy it's... over here and we're gonna have to take him out before we move on and i'm like what the fuck is going on in this shit because usually when we're playing it's very late at night like one to two o'clock in the morning sometimes later than that and so i have to yeah. talk very quietly so i don't disturb people um yeah well it's yeah it's weird because yeah no literally with the halloween update uh i felt like i had to yell uh over the game and because i i wasn't able to hear uh jb and frisco either hmm and yeah i felt like they weren't able to hear me and yeah i think the game has been like ratcheted up in terms of sound anyway there's a uh i don't know limited time event going on at the moment in call of duty Warzone. uh it didn't require an update they snuck it in extremely weird <laughs> uh they made it so that you can uninstall the parts of the game that you don't want to play mm. like They've actually been making good changes to this game. It's crazy. Bananas to think about. I think I've I posted this in the Discord, but I feel like I've freed up like 192 gigabytes of my install. Yeah. And that is, I can still play it. Like, I think I left, I left multiplayer and, because I still play multiplayer sometimes, um, sure. I left multiplayer and uh, Warzone on there deleted everything else and it freed up like 190 gigabytes i was like okay fair enough that's a lot <laughs> yeah that's that's crazy uh i'd still get they're still trying to install shaders for co-op for me though which is weird because mm. install them shaders co-op's not installed but got installed it's shaders. Still trying. uh but yeah no that's not, that that was positive yeah didn't need to fucking download an 80 gig fucking uh like patch to make zombies work and yeah basically it injected a bunch of new cosmetics uh i bought the uh the hillbilly pack because oh yeah how would you not it looks fucking amazing uh and um yeah uh a limited time event well two there's there's trios at nighttime in verdansk Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's zombies, zombie trios or zombie, uh, Royale, I think it's called where when you die, you become a zombie and zombies can jump further and move a bit faster and they can EMP to take out like, uh, like, like gadgets. Yeah. Gadgets. And they can throw gas grenades and, they don't suffer fall damage. And when you kill two people you get and you get two syringes, sorry, you don't need to kill them. You just need to get two syringes. Uh, once you got two syringes, you can then respawn back in with whatever weapons you had yeah. when you Syringes are left on dead bodies. Yeah, dead bodies drop these syringes. Uh, and they disappear when a zombie takes them, so they're not like an infinite resource. Mm-hmm. And yeah... You can, uh, you can, holy shit, it is hectic, man. Like, 
you die, become a zombie, get your two syringes, and then, like, land, die, become a zombie. And you can just do that to keep yeah. cycling in. As long as you prioritize syringes, you can, like, keep coming back. And holy shit, man. Like, yeah, it, it just it feels like it's always fucking going. Like, it's just yeah. fucking. There's a reason to keep playing. Yeah. Which like, was the problem that Apex had. Exactly. When they did their Halloween zombie mode. Yeah. People just became a zombie and left because there was no reason to stay anymore. Yeah, right? Like, and that ruined the game entirely. But this, like, you get to the end of, like, me and Cleb won a game with a rando. And, like, I don't know how exactly how many players were still in the game, but there were a fucking lot. Like, loads of players still cracking through this fucking game nonstop. And... It was fucking hairy as shit. Like, you don't know how you're supposed to get through that shit because it just keeps adding up and adding up. And you're like, oh, I don't fucking know. Like, what? There's, there's still fucking... How many do we have at the end of this game? We had... There were still fucking, like, 30 people in the game uh, when me and finished like that's ridiculous that's hairy as shit that's that's high octane uh and the way you win is you're the last human alive mm -hmm. or your team has the last human alive and so yeah. we won this game uh by me spawning but i was still floating in as a human spawn when cleb managed to kill the last human the other last human uh mm. and it just so happened at the same time that the zombies swarmed the second team yeah that seems like a little bit of a design flaw because to me that like i wonder how you fix that because you could potentially do what you did and just stay in the air you spawned so fucking low i, I could have been right. shot out of the air like oh, okay. Well, that's fine. I was thinking like it's a proper. It's not a proper uh, drop. No way. No. Like it's okay. it's actually bad in some instances because it's low enough that like if the circle ends near the dam, and we had a couple of games that did this, uh, the the drop is low enough that you might not actually get on top of the fucking dam. I had one mm. yesterday. We actually the game uh, I won with Nate where I died because I spawned back as, in as a human and I couldn't actually float over the fucking lip uh, on the dam. And so I was destined to just die in the gas. Uh, I still killed a fuck ton of zombies. Because if a, if you die as a zombie, you don't come back. Um, right. Unless they buy you back in. But yeah, I, so I killed, like, at the very least, you're still reducing zombie numbers. So I, I did my best to do that but I inevitably died in the gas. Um, mm -hmm. And then I like spawned back in as a zombie and I was able to fucking body block for Nate for so fucking long because you can't attack other zombies, but you can stop them. Like you can get in their way. You body block. And that worked phenomenally well. Um, so yeah, that was pretty good. But yeah, it's, uh, it's a good mode. I think they've done a really good job with it. They've thought it through all the way 
uh, and solved a lot of the problems that I think often raise their head in zombie modes in that people will just fucking quit if they didn't get the role that they wanted or uh, anything like that. But yeah, uh, it's good fun. Uh, hmm. having a lot of fun with it enjoying it a lot I wish it was quads as opposed to trios uh, but yeah it's good I, I'm wondering what happens once this event finishes and we get to um, the what's it called Black Ops Cold War War Zone era because hmm. obviously from what we understand from what I've, I've read and heard is that Warzone will have a transition across to... Sorry, uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare Warzone will have a transition across to Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War Warzone, but it's still going to be the same team, core team working on Warzone that is now, and they're sort of going to incorporate bits and pieces from Black Ops Cold War. And so I wonder if the zombie element transfers in some way where they um, have it as a... A mode that pops up every once in a while as opposed to it just being this halloween themed thing because they've got they've got a rotating playlist at the moment in warzone yeah. where every every generally every week i think they're rotating a different mode in and out and so i wonder yeah. if that sort of pops in variations of it because it seems pretty popular like i've been reading about it on reddit and was watching some stream, streamers playing it and everybody's having a good time with it and it just it would seem like a weird thing for them just to make available for this um two or three week period and then sort of disappear i i like yeah i i would love to see it come back at some point i don't think it should be a permanent one but i'd love to see mm. it like rotate in like you said here and there and i think black ops cold war has a zombies mode and that's a you know an excuse at the very least you could use yeah. it as a opportunity to promo a new season of zombies or some shit if you wanted um, so that makes a lot of sense. I think that'd be good. Um, yeah, but uh, I don't know. Do we want to use that as a segue? I would like uh, it if they transferred, if they translated as little as humanly possible from Black Ops Cold War into uh, any version of Call of Duty that I played because I hated that fucking beta so fucking much. Oh my God. <laughs> It was a train wreck, in my opinion. Uh, mm -hmm. Did you have anything to say about Warzone? We had some fucking good wins. We had, uh, good... We had that fucking win in prison. Where we didn't we had, yeah, that prison, prison win that I posted. <laughs> that was dumb. That was pretty funny. <laughs> I think we started in prison and it ended in prison. They're generally the only prison games I like because they're, they're a bit spicy. <laughs> But the prison games where you start in prison and they you have to leave prison are usually not fun because you end up in fucking farm or in like downtown. I don't. Fight. I like the fights in farm. I like fighting in farmland. I do not like yeah. fighting downtown. So I yeah. will agree with you there. If the if it's gonna end like if it looks like the circle is probably gonna trend to the left, I I could see an argument for not going to prison. But at this point now, I suggest prison every time it's viable because you hate it so much so what am I supposed to do you know like the opportunity is there Luke to upset you and that's what I live for so yeah yeah so uh -huh. yeah this specific game you're talking about is one where we landed in prison I think we won it I can't even remember at the start but um, then it ended up 
basically finishing on prison for the most part. <laughs> and we held, uh, the video I put up went, I think it was uh, like the last seven or eight minutes of the game. And we, we basically just sat on top of the towers on prison and we're just picking people off, like stopping them from coming in. And it was disgusting. <laughs> like no one you got four K fucking damage or something. It was yeah. ludicrous. Like you were slamming cunts. You got fucking was it ten kills and four K damage or something? Like yeah, you gate kept those motherfuckers so hard. Like anyone out the front of the the prison didn't have a fucking hope of getting around because you were sniping the shit out of them. It was spicy as shit. It was very good. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's a good win. Yep. Uh, but otherwise, we, I've been playing a bunch at night. Uh, yeah. night over here. Been jumping and playing a couple hours with, with the guys. Um, Nate's got this new gun that they put out, a skin pack, yeah. um, which is, I think it's called that. It's like the 8-bit gun or something like that yeah. or the 32-bit gun. And it shoots like, um, it's like hot pink. And one of them is a, I think it's a P90 and the other one is an assault rifle. But the SM, hates it. Yeah, the SMG yeah. is pretty good. Um, and it shoots like pixelated bullets out, like bright pink pixelated bullets. And as they hit people, like pixelated blood sort of spurts out and yeah. bounces and the across the ground. the flash is all pixelated. And, yeah. yeah. And then when it kills a person, it comes up, and I've only seen this like once or twice because every time Nate's got it, I like it. we're trying to get Nate kills with this gun. Mm. It uh, the body sort of explodes and dissolves in little pixels, and it like flashes up like game over like as they Tron. disintegrate. Yeah, yeah, in like a tr- like um like original Tron where they just yeah. kind of combust. It just looks so cool. It's such a like the the skins they do in that game. Are just so fun uh like the tracer rounds that you see in some of them others are uh are less fun like the fucking flame shotgun i'm so sick of that gun showing yeah. up every time yep. nate and i try and do anything in duos and there's a there's two guys camping in a house oh we had one the other night that they would not leave this house we went in there and it turned out the guy had that flame gun and a sniper rifle and that was it and he just cooked us we downed yeah. him like three times and we're like fuck it we'll just push him and we get in there and you have this flame gun and you just melted both of us instantly uh yeah i hate that gun but anyway the the actual cosmetic sides they're always doing interesting stuff with those weapons um well yeah still does feel pretty pay to winning sometimes i was gonna buy that pack as well and Mm -hmm. uh we got like we got into a game while i was going through the transaction screen and so it didn't work uh yeah. and then the next day the fucking texas chainsaw dude was available instead leatherface was uh available i'm like ah, i'll go him instead he's uh when he shoots people their limbs get dismembered right and he's he comes with the chainsaw fin and an yeah. mp5 uh so i've been using the mp5 because uh, any excuse that gun fucking rips it's ridiculous um but yeah they've, they've got sorry um is it jigsaw as well yeah I saw running around like the jigsaw mask 
the little yep. um the doll he's in there i don't know what his he does but they they were these packs are a little bit too expensive for me they're like 2200 yeah cp cod points uh and for me that is uh that's like two two months worth of battle or two seasons worth of battle pass <laughs> i don't know if i can uh part with that much cp at this stage uh yeah well yeah i got gifted some points so uh, i'm like may as well mm. may as well but yeah anyway um warzone uh sorry uh black ops cold war black ops cold war was the beta it is it oh uh, yeah so it was the beta it just played like garbage it feels like mm. a it feels like a cover of a song holy shit you know yeah. what you should do is look up Courtney Love Jeremy Courtney Love Pearl Jam Jeremy mm-hmm. everyone do this it is that is that is the cover that it it is it's a cover of a Call of Duty song and in this case it is Courtney Love's version of Jeremy uh you're gonna you're gonna shit you're gonna shit what a fucking what a rendition of a song uh easily i know there's a lot of debate about the you know the best cover of all time uh you know johnny cash hurt or whatever the fuck uh this is there's no debate here this is that's the worst cover of all time easily and black ops cold war feels like they understand uh they've they've heard uh about black ops and uh they're like oh we could do this but um they have never touched a musical instrument before and um yeah it just it feels like budget hyper budget not like i I wonder if this comes down to the development issues that we heard about we talked about a while back of um 100 sled this is this is supposed to be sledgehammer's game right and because treyarch worked on 2018's uh was it Black Ops Three? Yeah, it was Black Ops Three because yep. they had that really good um, blackout mode blackout. and four. Yep, sorry, Blackout Four. And then uh, we heard rumblings about this um, this game that's coming out now, and Sledgehammer was having issues with it, and so Treyarch was brought in to take over as um, to help with the development of it. So I wonder if that's just like a they've only sort of had a year and a half to work on this game and this is sort of them slapping things together and see how it goes like that that's how if this is this is their you know like call of duty goes through cycles uh good years bad years it's usually good year medium year bad year now they've switched to the the three year cycle. It was good, bad, good, bad. But uh, now, yeah, now they've got like a medium. This is the bad year. This is ghosts or infinite warfare or this is the this is the bad year for sure. Based on what I played in this beta, this is the bad year for Call of Duty one hundred percent. It it feels so fucking janky. Like it just doesn't the- feel right. Like the. Not the hit registration, but the impact of when you, you're hitting someone doesn't feel right. The audio doesn't f- sound anywhere near as good as uh, what was in Modern Warfare, Modern which Warfare. already had 
like fucking audio issues and it and it's worse than that the the recoil on the guns like 60 percent of the guns have zero recoil at all and the other ones are being fucking shot by michael j fox or some shit like it is bananas the difference between these fucking guns you pick up a fucking m4 without any attachments and it's a fucking laser it's like a growl that has all the attachments or some shit mm. and then you can you can actually put fucking eight attachments on a gun in the in cold war so it's like all of them you can put them all on you can you can make it so that like recoil was a complete thing of the past and then but you pick up a fucking ak and it's fucking it's trying to shoot behind you or some shit. You're like, oh, I don't fucking know where it's going to fucking fire. It's just fucking, it mm. does whatever it wants. It, the, it's not up to me anymore. The gun does what it likes and I simply carry it. Uh, yeah. It's ridiculous, the difference in, between those guns. Uh, and that doesn't even fucking get me, like, holy shit. The shotgun, the Spaz 12 or whatever they called it in, in Cold War is honestly one of the dumbest fucking guns I've ever experienced in a game. Uh, it is so brutally overpowered. Uh, like, you kill people in two shots. Half the time you can kill people in one shot because it still does the bullet spread accidental headshot shit. You can, I was literally killing people from, like, ranges that they were shooting at me with an SMG and I'd just fucking spam at them with the shotgun and they would die before I did. And there was nothing they could do about it. It's a fucking automatic shotgun with nine rounds. You can kill people in two shots. I literally team wipe with a fucking single clip or a single tube or whatever the fuck it is you call on a shotgun, which is the yeah. dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. And that's one of the shotguns. There's another shotgun I didn't really use all that much. It's a pump action. It still fucking tears. It rips up. Like, how? How is that gun in the game? I literally... Until I reached the, the point where I unlocked the shotgun, uh, I played as there was like a custom, like the, a pre-built class that came mm -hmm. with a burst fire M16 and the shotgun. And I played with that. And it's like, despite the fact that I hate burst fire guns, it didn't fucking matter. Because I just ran around with a fucking shotgun out and murdered everybody. It was idiotic it, I, I didn't need to do anything like there's enough mobility in in call of duty now that you can just slide up on cunts and get into a range where they can't do shit and if you can't get into that range like there's enough cover they're, they're not doing three lanes they're doing the fucking honeycomb map design in, in cold war and so you just find a corner like you yeah if it was a lane then they would have you trapped in the lane and that creates engagement rages but in this no, you just loop around a fucking little, like, a, a tiny wall or a sand dune or some fucking car or some shit and turn around and blap them. And they die every single fucking time. There's nothing that you could do. It, mm. and Like, that was the default version of that shotgun. I didn't have any attachments or whatever the fuck. It just ripped cunts up. So dumb. Ridiculous. I think like, they, they had a mode called Dirty Bomb, which is basically um, plunder, but worse. Like, they heard how popular plunder is in Warzone, and they're like, well, we've got a mode like that. And uh, by the way, 
No, nobody on our team has played Plunder. So we've somehow made it worse. I don't like Plunder at the best of times. It's basically one of those modes you play when you're trying to level up weapons. But mm. holy actual fuck. This is so much worse than Plunder. At least in Plunder, you can call in, like, fucking... Call in a chopper wherever the fuck you are. Uh, like, up, up, upload your fucking money from there and score points like that. Now, in this, there are, I think it was six. A, B, C, D, E, F? Or was it E? I don't know. Five or six fucking locations on the map where you have to go in and you put in uranium into this dirty bomb and then... Uh, after a set amount of time, you activate the bomb and mm -hmm. then you get a bunch of points. The bomb explodes and you get a bunch of points. Um, but and it like gasses out the area. Yeah. They're fixed locations on the map, like locked in locations on the map. There's nowhere else. Like you can only go to these locations to, to turn in and it's a shared fucking goal. So me filling up the fucking bomb with all my uranium, right? Uh, I still have to activate the bomb. Otherwise, you could kill me after I've done all the work and then activate the bomb and you get the lion's share of the fucking points, which is, like, just dumb as shit in a mode where eventually, like, 90%, like, after four of the fucking bombs have gone off, there's only one fucking location left. And so it just turns into a giant shit fight. It's just a non-stop fucking clusterfuck of everyone balling into this one location just trying to hit a button because it doesn't matter if you've put 10 90 percent of it in if someone hits that last thing then they win on the yeah. other team and like there's not enough options for getting around the map there's no no viable way like you can find a fucking ski mobile or a snowmobile right and like that's halfway decent but you so easily shut off the fucking thing so if you finish hmm. at a and the next one's at e or the only one left is at e you then have to trudge all the way across the fucking matches to get there there are fucking kill streaks every kill streak is found in a fucking uh crate so like 12 seconds into the fucking match someone has a fucking chopper and nobody has the fucking means to do anything about it so that thing right. just rips everyone up while they like this, the team that got lucky and found that thing does whatever the fuck they like. Uh, like, it's just fucking so cooked. I think it's a good idea. the The execution of it is not well Abysmal. done. Woeful. Yeah, I didn't get. I got through. I think like one round before it, like, the server dropped out, or my game crashed, or like something shit shit his pants at mm. one point i got like into a situation where i couldn't click on anything anymore so i couldn't respawn uh so yeah that was that well we were having problems with the parachute system we couldn't oh, yeah. cut our line and so when we were parachuting we would just slowly drop and and it's not like where we could angle our parachute to go down or anything so we, we were just basically sitting in the air for 30 or 40 seconds it was it was busted. Um, but and I, I think they've got issues with some of the maps. Like, I, I like the Moscow map. Um, I think that one's interesting. Miami was one that I didn't get a chance to play. Um, but the rest of them that I did play, I didn't really like at all. I think yeah. Crossroads needs to be changed. Uh, that, like, Frozen Lake area 
needs right. something needs to be done about that area. It's too open. There's no that reason is, you should be out that area. It's that done. map is something that they would have made in like like Battlefield 1942. 20 years ago, they would have made that mistake. The mistake of that map. Even then, they yeah. probably probably would have made it fucking less of a mistake than it is. Holy yeah. shit, that map's a fucking... There's no reason to go through that lake. I mean, yeah. you could either... You could just camp it. Like, it's just dumb. It's bad bad design. It's, just, it's literally just a sniper alley. Yeah. Because you can't um, run across it without getting fucking picked off from about 100,000 different locations. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's better off going down the little valley and that, like, there's cover and all sorts of stuff down there. So I just... It yeah. just seems really silly. And then... Um, satellite is the other one that i played a bit of and i think that's a bad map it's got it's got issues with its visual um style like being able to recognize silhouettes of enemy players it is so hard to see people yeah anywhere in that game unless they're on the sand then you can see them but otherwise if they're up anywhere else in that map in the rocks or near the um uh the crash i was gonna say plane but it's satellite uh the crash satellite it's so hard to see anything in that game. Yeah. Like that map is just there's just noise everywhere. Uh, I don't know if that's just me, but that's just my no. feeling that I had. No. It was hard that's, to that's distinguish. That's all of cool, like that's Cold War to a T. It's just mm. visual noise all over the fucking place, and they've tuned the fucking aim assist mm. uh, so that or it's not aim assist. It's fucking aim lock. It's fucking yeah. auto aim, not aim assist. Aim assist sort of helps you out. Like, auto-aim does it for you, and that's what's happening in fucking Cold War when you're playing against console players. I could I watched a sniper on PlayStation uh, literally on that fucking... Uh, what's that map where it's like a farm or some shit? Whatever the fuck that one's called. I don't know. It was I shit. I didn't, didn't play it, I don't think. <laughs> it was a shit map. Uh, but, like, there were... Like, in the middle, there was a bunch of, like bushes but he was mm. able to fucking quick aim quick scope and the auto aim would lock onto targets that when you watch the kill screen he literally couldn't see right but it didn't matter because his game was fucking aim botting for him holy shit how how do you do this how do you make that work oh christ so you were dying to a dude with a one-shot sniper who you couldn't see like, never... Ha it's not like you could see the glint of his fuck Because it was obscured by a fucking farm. Like, Christ. And, like, yeah. that doesn't... Even then, like, everyone on the... Like, everyone can be whatever the fucking character model they want to be. And there's no way to distinguish. So, if you're wearing... Uh, if you're, like, some beardy dude wearing bright white... And I'm some beardy dude wearing bright white... And we're on different teams... Yeah. Our teammates have to wait for our fucking names to come up before we can shoot you because we look identical to someone on our team or they just shoot and, you know, there's no friendly fire. So they just start shooting and then waste some ammo when they realize that you're on their team. It's so right. fucking dumb. Holy shit. Yeah. Uh, what is that map called? It's driving me nuts. Uh, Cold War Maps. Is it uh, Cartel I've got up here? Cartel, that's the one. Holy shit. 
we played a game of domination on uh, on Miami, uh, where uh, we like literally spawn camped, and it wasn't like we. Like, yeah, we've been dicks about it, obviously. But it, it's domination, right? If you want to win, you lock down two of the points, and then you know where they're going to spawn, and you just fucking murder them as they come in. Mm -hmm. And that's all we did. That's all we had to do. We pushed up just close to C, and we just fucking murdered them. Like, yeah. I think the most interesting thing that happened on the map was uh, JB was raging because we had like a... I think we had like a four stack, and our fifth player was a rando who kept trying to take C. And JB was like losing shit at him because he's like, fucking stop. Stop trying to take C. Uh, which, to be honest, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Stop trying to take C for fuck's sake. Uh, so, yeah. Right. That uh, terrible. Um, Just seems like a bit of a mess. Yeah. And, and I don't think it's Treyarch's fault. Like, we we know they can make good games. We saw them do it with Black Ops 4. 4? 3. Yeah. Four with with uh, blackout Three, four, and two, uh, the one. zombie mode in that, yeah. and the um, I I just feel like this is a a time constraint, just not having enough time to do something, because uh, you look at even the the like the main menus and the UI and you compare that to what looks like in a modern warfare and it's just like night and day difference the the level of detail in in how it's laid out and what it looks like is completely different looks like yeah. a I don't know, like a blank slate they started with and they kind of yeah. just slap something together and we're like, all right, that'll do. Uh, yeah, it's just really strange to me. But hopefully, like, I'm not really in it for the most of those modes. Like, I'll check out the zombie stuff and I'll keep playing multi uh, the uh, the Warzone multiplayer as long as they don't screw that up, so. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I'm interested to see what the single player is because um, I think... That was Raven working on that with um, Sledgehammer, right? So that was probably right. along, along the way somewhere. So yeah, I don't know. We'll um, we'll see. Any other thoughts on that at all? Uh, nope. I not hated it, and I will play Warzone, and that's about it. I'm gonna. They're gonna have to fucking. I'm I'm worried that I'm gonna hate Warzone because of that shotgun that shotgun is going to be so fucking goofy in a war zone where you've got only cold war only weapons from black ops cold war it's going to be absolutely idiotic i don't it's think they're going to ditch those weapons i think you it's reckon they're going to keep all the other weapons yeah, yeah? i hope i fucking hope because it's like the jack 12 jacked up to 12 like the Jack 12 is pretty bad. This thing is so much worse. It fires faster. It's it seems to have more random spread. It is. It just fucking. Mm. Yeah. I I think it's Infinity Ward still working on Warzone, and they're just taking elements from that other game. I from hope. I hope. I feel like that's what I've read. Yeah. So. We shall see. Anyway, yeah, not a good first impression. Uh, I think the beta for that is still running over the next uh, week or two. And uh, at some stage, it could be either this week or the next, they're opening up to everybody, right? Um, really? Yeah. 
Right. I thought it was just last weekend. Mm. What was it? I thought maybe I was wrong. Um, extended, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I can't see any dates here. Anyway. That's about as much um, research as we do here. So. That's how we do. We that's just, how we roll, baby. We should do some news where we've done a bit more research, don't you think? <laughs> oh, yeah. We'll definitely do more research here. in the news section. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot here uh let's kick things off with the playstation 5 ui reveal we know what it looks like now we've seen it some impressive um, shit in this hey what's picture that? in picture some impressive stuff going on in this ui oh, impressive like, yeah, yeah they went through a lot picture in picture and like uh the sharing stuff the like party chat and all that stuff uh they've mm. expanded that and I reckon they're doing like in-game guides. Cool. Yeah. Um, um, some sort of achievement system, like challenges. Yeah. Which uh, that'll be, I guess, interesting to see what third-party developers do with that, if anything at all, as opposed to it just being a first-party thing. Like, ah, oh, you know, that's something the Sony team does, and that's about it. Yeah. Like, it's a. Uh, I like I, I've never really cared all that much about UI reveals, I guess, because uh, yeah. at the end of the day, I'm you know 100 about the games. But if like I don't know, I didn't think much of the fucking uh, PlayStation Three or Four. I didn't think they were particularly user friendly. You sort of needed to know what you were doing. Uh, to get the most out of them. This one looks like it's a bit easier to work out from the get-go. Obviously, we'll have to wait and see, get our hands on it. But yeah, like you used to have to like, you'd go left and down and right and then you'd be in the store or some shit. You go up, 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 left, left, up, I don't know, down, down, up, up, left, right, left, right, fucking AB or some shit just to get into the fucking hard drive storage area or whatever the fuck and you're like I don't fucking know I just want to delete some games um but yeah that doesn't appear to be the case here which is good um I made a video they they showcased uh how easy it is to switch games and Mm. I made a video because they switched to destruction all stars and they're like this is how easy it is to get into a new game and uh we're just going to speed this up because we're all about the UI today. They sped up through, I believe it was fucking almost 90 seconds of game. They sped it 33 times the speed. Um, so I, I blew that out to its regular because it had a countdown timer from 40. Uh, and so I could pretty easily just like uh, speed adjust that in, in Premiere. And yeah, about thirty-three times the speed, which is crazy. It's it was it's so fast that it actually skips frames. Like there are frames that you just never see. There are seconds that you just never see, uh, which is yeah bananas. But um, anyway, apparently that was enough to uh, stamp my st- state my claim, stake my claim as a card-carrying member of the. Uh, Xbox Army, because I've gotten a number of 
pretty nasty messages from PlayStation <laughs> fans who are upset with me yep. uh, trying to slander the Xbox by uh, speed adjusting a video. Huge. Mm. Anyway, uh, also pretty when funny. When they did I'm, it. <laughs> right? They did they, first. They did it in the first place. I was just readjusting. Yep. It's also funny because, like, I'm obviously not an Xbox fanboy. I don't know. I don't know, it's just weird how they, they they work, you know, like, they're like, oh, well, this yeah. one piece of evidence is enough for me to condemn you forever. And it's like, all right, well, like, you on send one them hand, the Halo reviews? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, on one hand, I, I, I don't know who you are and I don't care what you think. But on the other hand, it's just not true. Like, come mm. on, focus. Yeah, there's people out there that still think that. Mm. Um. But yeah, yeah I like what they showed here. There was some good, uh, some good stuff. And, and I mean, you look at pushing sort of the next generation forward, and what like we've seen what the games can do and what the hardware can do. But like, what things in the actual OS will make our lives easier, or or stuff like that. And, and I think Sony has come out and showed a bunch of that stuff. Yeah. Um, with the like picture and picture mode or like if you and I are playing a game um, for pre-release and we're trying to work something out and we can't do it or like we're trying to write up guides or something like that, like we can call each other and have our games in the corner. We can see what we're doing and yeah. like that sort of stuff is really interesting and neat. It's not like that's not, I'm not saying that's just specifically for for media, but like that's a solution to things that, would be a lot harder to do um and so you could do that with with a lot of things you know if if you're trying to get past a part of the in a game because you're not very good at it and you need me to come in <laughs> for me to watch your screen right like that is one way of working around that stuff so they're they're like solving those problems and coming up with interesting ways to to get around it and um picture and picture mode is is one way yeah did they come up with the the problem of you never eating spaghetti and skittles or not is that not, no, science still hasn't devised a way. No. Anyway. Uh, yeah, no, it's, 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 a, it's a cool looking system and I can't wait. I can't wait to get my fucking mitts on it. Hmm. But uh, I've always liked the Sony UI more than the Xbox one. I always get lost in the Xbox one. Whenever I fire it up, I'm like, all right, how do I start this game? I think I spent takes- so much time in the <laughs> Xbox UI that it's sort of very second nature to me i think you know the original xbox ui uh was then evolved into the xbmc ui which i used for fucking ever and obviously i modded the shit out of a shit ton of xboxes um but then you know the xbox 360 design was very clearly an evolution of the xbox and i think you know the xbox one departed quite significantly but um Mm. yeah i think just based on the sheer amount of time I spent in the Xbox and Xbox 360 UIs, I'm far more familiar with it. And yeah, I'd, I definitely think it was a mistake to use the PlayStation AI philosophy for the PSP and PS Vita. I'd never really understood how they came to that that conclusion because it worked on a TV, but it didn't work on a tiny screen so well. Yeah, But anyway... Yeah, anyway. um, it feels like they're going to do more of these reveals because they they only talked about the um, 
games section at this stage and we we haven't seen the uh the rest of it like the the media is obviously a big part of of that um ui and and everything else that's in there so uh, it feels like they're gonna drip feed this for a while i mean people have been clamoring for this ui reveal and it's not like they're clamoring so that they can sell more consoles at this stage they can't sell more consoles like they've already sold them all so it's just a um people being thirsty for more content so uh, yeah that's where we're at anyway moving on uh, next next up we got some cyberpunk news turns out that keanu reeves isn't just a part of the uh he's not just a character in the game but he's working on the game development side as well um his motorcycle company arc is collaborating with cd project red to have a custom bike in city in uh in cyberpunk 2077 um and so they have basically given cd project a design of this bike and um and cd project has taken that and they've put it into the game uh and 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 in doing that keanu reeves company has also done things like recorded audio um like the sound of the bike revving and driving around and um like working on the uh like a production bike to hand over to cd project as well to get incorporated in the game so this is kind of uh, a collaboration that is extended more than just his acting skills but also bringing his, his own personal hobbies and companies into it as well uh did you get a chance to watch this, watch this at all I did watch it. Uh, Liam was saying that, yeah, it's a clever way to get, you know, Keanu to promote, side promote it, uh, to get extra promotion out of Keanu. Everyone loves Keanu. Uh, I agree that it's certainly clever. Uh, I'm not a fan, though. Uh, (laughs) I'm not a fan of this. Uh, It feels too much like fucking Norman Reed. Ride with Norman Reedus for me. Uh, that that felt that felt like more of an an ad like a promo as opposed to how the fuck is this not an ad i mean they've done more they've put more work into it have they have they though i mean he's riding around on his bike he's recording it with a little fucking boom mic and giving them plans and designs of this this bike and he's probably said yes that's okay we'll do that whereas normal readers is like just give me my money and put my ad on the fucking toilet and they had enormous enormous readers enormous penis fucking uh ride bike as well you mm. know but did he like, record the audio for it maybe maybe nobody cared to watch that shit because his death stranding was fucking awful maybe, maybe that's what happened i'm just saying this is a <laughs> bit i find this to be kind of on the nose but uh you know, as the future spirit vessel body for Keanu Reeves, I'm sure that, you know, whatever your fucking uh, current soul... I don't, I don't really understand. Are you... Like, you're a Horcrux for Keanu Reeves, right? That's how it works or something? I don't really yeah. understand the wizard world that you guys live in, but, yeah. Uh, obviously, you'd be about it because you're naturally predisposed to love Keanu Reeves things. Hmm. Um, hey, uh, we've, we've spoken about Bill and Ted, A eh, on this? Bill and Ted 3? It's fantastic. But... Yeah, I think we have, yeah. But does Keanu... Is it just me or does Keanu Reeves look like the fucking frumpiest loser when he doesn't have a beard? 
right? He looks awful without a beard. That man. It's, it's, I think it's because of the long hair. The long hair and like the one and a half chins. Hmm. That's why I've got facial hair all the time because I got one and a half chins as well. And maybe that's maybe that's my problem. Maybe it's my own insecurities. And yeah. Keanu Reeves is too cool to, to care about. You see such things, yourself like, reflected into him. That's what it is. That's what <laughs> that's his special power. Obviously, yeah. That's why he's such a fantastic actor. Uh, Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven out in less than one month. It's 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 on its way, very yep. soon. It's, All right. You might, you might say it's crunch time. Could be. Are we still not Could. making jokes about that? Could be. Uh, next up, we've got some Valve news. This one comes from Valve News Network, who reported that Gabe Newell will be meeting with the New Zealand Prime Minister to see if they can work out some sort of deal to move Valve's production teams, or part of them, to New Zealand. Mm. Um, so this was, uh, we, we've known for a while now that Gabe Newell is down in New Zealand, got stranded there um, during the coronavirus outbreak, and has been working um, working there ever since for months now. A really long time and uh he's done all sorts of appearances down there on network television he's hosted uh gigs down there for charities and that sort of thing it's made the news um yep. but this one comes from a town hall with jeff Keeley and uh i think it was phil spencer that were in this one and yep people recorded the conversations but they were they're not allowed to post them anywhere so this is where this news is coming from uh since then some media outlets have followed this up with gabe and he has come out to say that's not true um the only part of it is that is true is that he'll be seeking permanent residency in new zealand to try and i guess (laughs) live there a bit more permanent and um yeah so in response to this uh valve news network has come back out and said that like they have recordings of this statement um and I, i'll read it out here while i've got it may as well it says this is from gabe newell it says because i've been pro on this pro new zealand campaign i'm probably going to be meeting with the prime minister and one of the positions i'm going to be arguing for is that given there are sorry for given that there has been some super valuable something super value that has been created here in New Zealand due to the hard work of the production of New Ze- population of New Zealand there is likely a large there is likely a large want to temporarily relocate am i reading this wrong or is this fucking translated wrong there is likely a large want to temporarily relocate production teams into this country so that was where is that he came like from. from a fucking dickens novel or something yeah. Like fucking Jane Austen or something. It makes sense that a man should want to move his production team to New mm. Zealand. Um, so they've basically come out and said, we can't post this, but we've got audio of it. <laughs> so I don't... So there you go. I mean, Why it could be a bit of gay backpedaling a little bit to be like, oh shit, <laughs> like everybody back in Seattle is freaking the fuck out because I've said we're moving production down yeah. here. Um you know, yo, Gabe, are we moving to fucking New Zealand? Because I don't want to fucking move to New Zealand. Hey, shit at cricket. That's my <laughs> theory that everyone in uh, in Valve hates yeah. New Zealand because that's why they made the sniper uh, an Australian. Yeah. Hmm. Um, 
what what is what do you feel like thoughts on this what is kind of your inkling does it feel uh, like some back backpedaling or he's trying to keep things a bit bit low key yeah it, it, i i got the feeling that he was sort of just spitballing ideas mm. and it's been blown up in something much larger larger than it should have been because i yeah. think that's you know the, i i am not subscribed to these town halls or whatever the fuck but I, as i understand it it sort of functions on the i remember when uh we went and saw dread and carl urban was there and carl urban like came out to do a q a and he said before the q a he was like all right we can do two kinds of q a i can do a q a where i tell you all i give you all the answers uh that they want me to give or i can do a q a where i give you my real answers but nobody can record this. There can't be any recording. And it was like for a popcorn taxi. And so they mm. agreed to like turn off all their cameras and everyone was like, not allowed to record it or whatever the fuck. And he gave proper honest answers. He's like, I don't know if there'll be a dread too. I'd love I'd love for it to happen, but we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Hollywood's yeah. pretty fucking shit at these kinds of movies. Um, that kind of thing. Like he was fucking brutally honest. And he said some yeah. stuff that he probably shouldn't have. And some stuff that I'm sure he was probably just like having a specky at. And I'm sure that's what's happened with Gabe is that the agreement with these fucking town halls is that people are allowed to ask whatever they want and they will sort of talk off the cuff uh, and say some stuff that perhaps they shouldn't have. It's like if they were to come on the gap, right? If they were to come on the gap, uh, all I do is say stuff I probably shouldn't say and then you record it and you put it up. But nobody cares what I say, so it's not Eric a big deal. About his night out cruising well, ask, in Sydney yeah. at that time. <laughs> ask Eric Johnson about it. And he'll be yeah. like, I don't remember that. He'll be like, you were hammered, Eric. You were so drunk. No, we don't yeah. make those jokes anymore, remember? <laughs> they're no longer funny. They're just depressing. No. Uh, but um, anyway, like, yeah, no, I, I think he, he was probably spitballing. And yeah, he's walking it back. And I think it's it betrays, like... He, confidence has been betrayed and this will ruin i i wonder if it's a part of i I don't know who who is hosting these town hall meetings but from what i gather reading about it is that they were allowed reporters were allowed to summarize or or like take quotes out of it but they wouldn't they weren't allowed to post the entire thing somewhere so i I, i'm saying that i don't know if they were warned yeah you wind up in a situation where like context gets stripped, right? Like it's there's no doubt a bunch of context around what Gabe was saying that has been stripped mm. uh, because they're prohibited from posting verbatim what was said. This is like with me and fucking, we weren't allowed to directly quote uh, about the Valorant reveal, right? We had to summarize. I didn't wind up doing sure. anything with it because nobody fucking cared, but... Uh, in the presentation, they described um, Sky, the new character Sky's uh, animal as a wolf. Like, straight up. Oh, she has a wolf that she can send out, and she has a hawk. And I believe someone must have asked, hey, you know there's no fucking wolves in Australia, right? Like, I mean, there might be some in a zoo or something, but it's not an animal that's native to this country. Why would... 
eco warrior Australian sky have a spirit animal that's a fucking uh, doesn't exist in our country. And then suddenly when they announced it, it was a Tasmanian tiger, which had been planned as a fucking uh, cosmetic skin for the wolf. Uh, but they switched became- it because people were like, we don't have fucking memorable hawks or wolves. And they're like, yeah. shit. Yeah. No one they're told like- us that. And and this, this is the same week that uh, Riot decided to shut down the uh, Australian League of Legends League. So, uh, and officers. You know, it, it might, yeah, and officers. It might kind of look like you just don't give a fuck about what, like, anything Australian. Like, maybe mm. it looks like that. Fuck pricks. Anyway, uh, right. we weren't allowed to directly quote them. And then by the time, sure. yeah, it became anything, they managed to fucking. That was a back paddle. That is some tap dance shit. Uh, right. And you'll notice that I didn't directly quote. Uh, all of the words. All I said is that they called it a wolf. But uh, I do have the recording, and I can back it up. Anyway, hmm. um, yeah, I, I I feel like it like it wouldn't surprise me if he's he he admitted that yes, he's seeking permanent residency. Hmm. Um, would not surprise me if he decides to start up a studio down there or something like that. Yeah, and and potentially. Um, puts out some feels back back home in Seattle and says, does anyone want to come out and lead this team? G- Gabe has not been part of development at, <laughs> at yeah. Valve for a long time. He's obviously a massive key stakeholder um, and he makes a lot of big decisions, but he, he's not out there making huge design decisions or anything like that. So, I mean, he could ask people up there, uh, producers, if they want to head, head up a team and then start fielding developers down there to come work for it and maybe they start working on some small game i i don't know implement them into something else i don't really like i I, we've heard all about how valve runs their sort of studios and people kind of just go off and do their own things but yeah yeah it'd be interesting to see that he he sort of decided to do that and i think it obviously we're just spitballing here again but that'd be a huge boost for um, th- that this region, Australia the and New Zealand as well. Development scene, yeah, that'd be pretty fucking cool. Yep, it'd be. Um, yeah. All right, next up, we've got some Horizon Zero Dawn news. Uh, I talked about this game uh, a couple weeks back when it launched on PC, and one of the big problems I was having, and I wasn't sure if it was going crazy or not, but there was some problems with the movement system, uh, in particular Aloy felt like she was running a bit to the left or right whenever I was trying to move forward. And um, I ended up creating a video for this and I put it up, I think when the game went live, because I had, I think I had a review build or something like that. And uh, I think I talked to you about it on here, but I put it up on the, basically the YouTube, my YouTube page. It got a couple thousand hits on it, a bunch of comments uh, and people noticing the same thing. And, uh, and since then, uh, last, I think maybe end of last week or a couple days ago, uh, a new patch has rolled out. And one of the changes in there is they've corrected the movement system. They fixed it. Um, the wording that I saw, and I'll read it out to you, it says, gameplay improvements, Aloy forward walking direction. And it says, Aloy now works directly towards the direction the camera is facing when you press forward rather than at a slight angle. So that's ah, a, like exactly that exactly what you were accusing it of. What I was talking about. Uh-huh. But the thing that surprised me was that 
I didn't see anyone talking about this on like um, any of the reviews or websites yeah. that put up stuff about this, which is why I thought I was going fucking bonkers. Uh, and the only thing that I could think of as to why that was happening is that people were playing with a mouse. Uh, I was playing with a mouse and keyboard and, and uh, yeah. other people I were playing play with, with a controller. controller, but I was still noticing it with the controller. Like it was there, right. but it was a bit easier to adjust with because you can have those micro movements with a controller. Maybe it's one of those stick. glass shatter things where if you start with a controller, you can never notice it. You just sort of, you can feel that something's not 100% on. Yeah. Uh, but if you start with a keyboard and mouse, it's so obviously off that yeah. like because you just press W, you just figure, oh, maybe, you know, I've got some fucking, I don't know, joystick drift or some shit. Maybe Nintendo <laughs> yeah. fucked up this controller as well. Uh, but yeah, on keyboard, you're literally just pressing W. It is only, there's only forward input. There's no like possibility of a degree or two change hmm. so yeah maybe it's a glass shatter thing it's- yeah so i uh i like to think that i was i helped in that issue i did fire it back up the game and uh it, it is much better now she nice. she walks in the direction that i'm facing uh so if i look at a tree or something or i, I may even at a person hit forward she starts running in that direction and it's not doing that weird thing as much where the camera is sort of like floating to different sides and as that's happening that's also affecting the direction of her movement so um whatever they did is definitely alleviated that problem which is good um next up we've got some blizzard news uh in terms of them ending their content development for starcraft 2 uh going forward they'll continue with seasons and any necessary any necessary balance fixes uh that are urgent uh so this means that like no more like StarCraft Two development is maintenance is much mode done. Yeah, uh, I mean StarCraft's been out for a long time. It has. What has it been like? Fucking six years, seven years. StarCraft Two. I feel like it's on close to ten. Really? Nine. Holy shit! Is ten? Twenty ten. It's ten and a half. Fucking, that's crazy. That's awesome. Well done. What am I thinking of then? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe yeah, the. Well, no, the, the last expansion. <laughs> yeah, possibly. Um, um, yeah, that's rad. Uh, well done for keeping it alive for as long as they did. Um, it's obviously, you know, a very beloved game by a lot mm. of people. And, uh, yeah, keeping it going for 10 years. I mean, maintenance mode doesn't mean it's dead. It's not like fucking they're taking it out the back. It's not Heroes of the Storm or something. It's just, uh Yeah no longer active no development updates. right and they, they'll yeah. just keep it working for as long as they can which is cool if you're still playing starcraft 2 and you think it's uh yeah it's it's the game you want to play then i don't know that you necessarily did i mean it's got all the tools required for the community to do a lot of that anyway so i think that's very very cool yeah well done um next up some sort of related news uh former blizzard developers have created a new studio called frost giant studios and they will be focusing on an rts game huh interesting um we've obviously talked about this recently as well another blizzard uh former employees went and started their own studio so it seems like 
a lot of people have left <laughs> Blizzard from those eras. Um, yeah. But a, a couple notice, notable names here. We've got um, uh, former production director on StarCraft 2 and Command & Conquer Generals 2. We've got a former game director of Wasteland 3 and a lead campaign designer on Warcraft 3, The Thousand Thorn. Uh, Frozen Thorn. We've got um, a former senior, senior program manager at Blizzard Esports, former lead artist on StarCraft 2 and principal artist on Diablo 4. We've got former lead designer on StarCraft 2, former lead co-op designer on StarCraft 2, former gameplay engineer on StarCraft 2, former server engineer on StarCraft 2, and a former uh, publishing lead and senior writer at Blizzard and author of yeah. two New York best-selling Times novels. Um, so it's about, I don't know, 10, 10 people um, with basically Blizzard backgrounds um, heading up this new studio. Does that kind of interest you at all or do you feel like rts is sort of a genre that maybe is a bit done i am pretty famously not good at rts's so uh it's uh hard for me to be terribly excited uh because i uh (laughs) i enjoy being good at things more than i enjoy not being good at things but um i don't think like i think with I think it's due. I think RTS as a genre is due for something uh, to reinvigorate interest. And I think that if this doesn't get people interested, uh, then that might be the final nail in the coffin. You know? Right. What about you? What are you thinking? Uh, first of all, I think I said Frozen Thorn, and it's Frozen Throne. Um <laughs> I can't remember, but I just feel like I said that. Uh, yeah, for me, I'd have to... I don't know, man. Like, It's been a long time since we've seen a good RTS. Yeah. That, that's not like a... Here's a remaster or, or like a rework. or Like, that genre has pretty much moved across to like the the MOBA scene and uh, yeah, different, different sort of stuff. So it's hard to tell like what does an rts look like these days um like a good one at least that that'll attract people so i don't know i'd I'd have to wait and see but there's some big names behind that and it'll be interesting to see what they can come out with uh yeah so i'm sure we'll keep track of that one as we get forward yeah Um, next up see the development progress yeah uh, next up, we've got AOC's debut Twitch stream is one of the biggest ever on the platform. Um, this was yesterday, last night. The uh, Congresswoman Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez hit about 435,000 viewers at peak in her debut Twitch stream uh, alongside a bunch of other notable streamers, including another Congresswoman as well, who was her first time. In the game, um, but she was playing some Among Us in order to help raise awareness uh, for young people to go out and vote in the upcoming U.S. election. Um, she is the youngest Democratic congresswoman who was inducted. I think she was 29 when she got in a couple of years back. Um, she's now in her early 30s, but extremely popular online presence uh, at this stage, especially during these times in America. Uh, did you get a chance to watch any of this at all? I, I don't really know what the timing was for you. Uh, I think I think I could have watched it if I cared. 
Right. But I don't, so <laughs> I didn't, I guess. Um, uh, I guess raising awareness for voting is, is good. Um, I think it's probably a very, well, I know it's a very important issue in America in the fucking what? 14 days to come uh but yeah, it's under three weeks when shit hits the fan yeah but uh i don't know i don't give a fuck about streaming or u.s politicians except when they're actively fucking my life up and so i didn't care about any of this good honor uh but i don't give a fuck i don't i yeah. don't know who any of like I, was it so Disguised Toast was playing, right? I think. There was, yeah. Pokimane was one of them. It's sort of, yeah, the one you were talking about. There's a couple of names on there that I recognize, but don't really follow at all. I've um, watched a lot of uh, Toast's videos back when he played games that I thought were interesting. But I don't find Among Us videos interesting, so. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, um, I believe it was the, I think it was the third highest in terms of viewer count. We talked about one um, on this podcast, which was the Ninja and Drake stream, oh. which garnered a lot of uh, a lot of views. I think that was around the six hundred thousand mark. Um, but this one was also a debut stream, and all, and I think you yeah, you kind of have to look at. Um, I think she was streaming on other platforms as well. And you've got the, the people she was obviously streaming with, right? Who were also broadcasting at that time. So it's a pretty, it's a yeah. big number right there. Um, anyway, very impressive. It garnered like a lot of traction. It was on everywhere. It'd be like CNN, uh, BBC, I saw Forbes articles. Like it hit all the mainstream uh, media, not just the gaming stuff. So. Um, I think should be someone to keep an eye out for in the future. Um, next up, we got some more Twitch news, but not as good. They are sending out mass DMCA notices to partners and issuing them their first warning while also automatically removing archived videos infringing of those DMC notices. Uh, so this is in relation to music that's being used in people's streams. And uh, they have basically deleted <laughs> like their archived videos they're infringed on these, but also didn't tell them which ones were. Kind of just removed them. And so you end up with situations where Twitch partners have lost their content and also don't know why they've lost their content and the reasoning behind it. Like, yeah. was it was it in a game they were playing? Or was it music that was playing during their stream in the background? Right, was how it are you supposed else? to play NBA? <laughs> Tony Hawk. Tony like, Hawk, yeah, exactly, right? Like, how the fuck rock are you band. To I think Rock Band's probably out of it by now, but well, God forbid, a fucking Star Wars game. Good lord. Yeah, I mean, we we run into these issues whenever you and I do like our um, uh, what are they? The uh, we do like our live reaction videos yeah. while PlayStation the, sewing yeah. off their newest, you know, gaming reel, and we get hit with fucking notices all the time. Like, you've used three seconds of this song, or like uh, Square Enix has claimed this video because you've used part of their gaming footage. And you're like, all right, cool. This is the world we live in. And like, we get fucking, we'll do like an hour and a half stream and we'll, we'll end up with like 45 takedown notices on the video. Not takedown notices, but like strikes being like, 
you can't claim any money on this, but they can because you used four seconds of this song. And you're like, oh, that's fun. Um, and now that's something that's coming over to Twitch, it looks like. So that's uh, it just seemed like a really bad way of um, like handling this, not having any way for people to really understand what it is they've done wrong, apart from using something that they probably shouldn't have. It's just strange. Music labels are fucked, man. Music labels are so fucking cooked. And it is surprising to me that they have survived for as long as they have. Like, mm. Kanye West is the biggest dickhead uh, I can think of uh, who isn't uh, directly a politician. Um, but he is 100% correct in his war against fucking uh, music publishers because they're all fucked. They all deliberately take advantage as much advantage as they can of uh, hopeful young talented people who literally just want to make the world better with their music and music mm. and like publishers are, are generally just fucking parasites not everyone who works with them is a parasite but the way they work is parasitic. their contracts are just fucking nuts <laughs> exactly and so this is more of the same of more of music publishers literally just trying to eke out money wherever they can out of people, talented young entertainers mm. uh, so that they can get money for doing as little as humanly possible. The fact is that the music industry has been in a bad way for a long time. And the fact is a lot of that has to do with the reluctance that music publishers have shown in shifting how they do anything. So, like, yeah, this is more of the more of the same from a bunch of people who have shown literal little to no interest in changing. I don't know that they will anytime soon. All that's going to happen is that they will inevitably die out. I've seen a lot of fucking uh, like artists instead making direct deals yeah. with uh, with people to use their money uh, to use their music rather, and. Uh, that's what's going to keep happening. They're literally playing themselves into a position where they can't win. Yeah. I mean, because we're at a stage now where, uh, I mean, CD sales are pretty much fucking dead, right? Um, yeah. Vinyl's overtaken <laughs> physical media at this point. And so, like, they're not really needed. It's just they, they can sell directly to streaming services like Spotify or Google Music or any of those places. Yeah. Um, I guess that's where the other thing comes in of them getting screwed over is how much money they make off streaming and that sort of thing. Um, yep. So anyway, I, I think Twitch needs to do a better job of, of giving tools to Twitch partners in order to fix these problems so that they're not constantly getting strikes to the point where eventually they'll get removed. Yeah. Um, anyway, so saw a lot of people quite upset about this because they got they caught notices and didn't know what to do about it yeah so yeah it's crap how can you blame them yeah it's fucked uh next up we got PUBG. we, we talked about this last week they're putting a new map in uh we mm. said that they were only doing this map on third person perspective uh you and i said that was a bad idea it's a terrible idea mm. they seem to have agreed they listened to the podcast they said yes we've made the wrong wrong uh decision here and we've decided to go back on that and it will now be available on first person perspective servers as well uh 
we told you so is is that what we say here every time we do something flip flop yeah um how did you like yeah no the surprising thing is that they didn't arrive at this conclusion in the fucking first place like good lord uh it's it's a that is a trend that is a trend at PUBG Corp, and it's a trend that will probably continue. And yeah, it's just disappointing to see them repeatedly make the same mistakes over and over and over again. Question is, do I reinstall PUBG to check it out again, all over again? I mean, I did say I'd do it if it went to first-person <laughs> perspective. So yeah, uh, yeah. I think Drew was taking bets on how long I'd last. Or was, that was it me. you? I can't remember. That was me. Yeah. I uh, think someone guessed 22 minutes. 22 minutes. Okay. So I just have to beat the spread, hey? I think the other one was zero minutes because it'll blue screen every time you fire it up. <laughs> All right. So if I can make it to 23 minutes, uh, I'll, have, I'll have won. It's going to be a challenge. Yeah. It's going to be a challenge. <laughs> uh, I feel no... Yeah, uh, motivation to do it now at the moment. I just can't imagine playing that game. Especially while Zombies, Zombies Royale is being awesome. Anyway. Right. And the last story we've got here is NBA 2K21 adds unskippable ads to their pregame loading screens. Um, so this one was, was brought to you and I's attention over the weekend um my doctor we e3 a, money you know we got a message from drew saying hey i've just got this ad in my game and i can't skip through it even though my game has loaded mm. uh and then he sent us a picture of it and lo and behold i he was playing on pc um i fired up my version on uh playstation 4 and uh got the exact same ad uh, which was an Oculus Quest 2 ad. And um, it runs for, I don't know, what, 15 seconds, something like that. Uh, once the ad finishes, you can then start interacting with the game. In, on the PlayStation and Xbox, at least, you can then start uh, making changes to your game lineup. Uh, after that ad is finished, before that, it doesn't let you do anything. So you can't you can't skip it on the pc if the game has loaded you have to sit there and finish watching that completely uh so i recorded a video of it i sent it over to um steve at survivor and he checked out his on the xbox got the same thing also took a recording and so we had an article go up on survivor over the weekend um i went to bed because it was like two o'clock in the morning when we finished getting everything up, maybe two thirty. Um, but I, I messaged them and I said, "Hey, I think this, I think this is worth looking into because it seems seems dumb." And I woke up and it had sort of exploded a bit. Like I saw people talking about it on Twitter and I was like, "Oh, that's nice. That's hmm. good. It's getting some hits." Uh, and then I realized they weren't talking about our article; they were talking about someone else's Twitter message. Yep. Which is a bit shit. Um, so yeah, so adding to this, some, some guy on Twitter, um, basically took Steve's video on Xbox, 
Uh, and Steve put up a, Steve Reddit's Survivor put up a, a title card at the front of his video that said Survivor. It's got some flashy music and a logo. And then it goes into his his recording on Xbox and it shows you um, him loading uh, into the game, the ad popping up, uh, and then uh, you know not being able to do anything past that ad. Uh, this person put it up on their Twitter page as a video. They have about 8,000 followers for, for whatever reason. I don't know. Um, but they edited the videos and removed the the title card off the, yeah. the front of Steve's video. And uh, I cut that out, posted it, and then posted it on Reset Era. Um, I tried to post it on Reset Era the night before because mm. I thought it'd be interesting. People would want to read about it. I couldn't because I'm not a, um, you need like a hundred posts on there and I just read Reset Era. I don't, I don't engage at all. Yep. So I couldn't post it. I posted it on the NBA uh, 2K Reddit thread uh, that night and went to bed. But then I get up in that morning and that post is there. Uh, he's also posted, same dude on, on Reddit and he's just posted the video and basically said, blah, blah, blah like summary of what's happened and that was it it was about five pages long at that stage uh and so i jumped in and wrote hey like someone needs to credit this original video it is literally the same video because the guy forgot to remove steve's um user gamer account tag. at the top yeah. it tells you his gamer tag if he would have cut out an extra three seconds of that video dude would have got away with it no one would have noticed it and he would have got all the love in the world. But because I could see his gamer tag, Steve's gamer tag slightly, I was like, it's literally Steve's video. He's edited out like <laughs> the Survivor part. And I was yeah. like, hey, this is the original article. This is the author. Like, it's uh, can a mod please like credit the original article? Um, that didn't go anywhere. I then jumped up on my Reddit page and uh, it had about 90 upvotes at that stage. And then about an hour or two after I checked it, the 2K mods deleted it or, or removed it from the page mm. um, saying there was a repost. And uh, so I wrote back to them and said, this isn't a repost. This isn't a, like a credible news article. Um, there's videos and all that sort of stuff. Like it's from an actual <laughs> website. Sent yeah. it off. Anyway, uh, Steve eventually woke up later on in that day i sent him a bunch of messages saying hey you know this has happened this has happened uh like can we do you know anyone at reset eric that can that can look into this for us do you need any mods and uh he eventually got in touch with someone and it ended up just being this snowball effect of like they they basically updated that reset era thread the mods fixed it there was a reddit thread on our games that was like eight thousand upvotes that was linking yep. to this guy's Twitter page again with the video on there. Um, the good thing that was about after, that is that... That was after there was uh, another... There was a, some blog site that fucking full-blown... Effect... Like, this is actual... Like, there are fucking many schools of thought, but in my opinion, it was literally plagiarism. Uh, mm. It had plagiarized... Uh, the survivor story because and and it was it was at like forty five hundred fucking upvotes or some shit, um, but it was like exactly the same format except it didn't have the videos it just had tweets about it, um, and none of the tweets referenced Oculus which is the was the like sort of smoking gun that he literally just copied 
the survivor story. But yeah, that was well upvoted. I I had to go. And, I went on the offensive on that one and posted how it was plagiarism. Uh, mm-hmm. Obviously, I reported it. That one got taken down. They then linked to a fucking tweet. That got yeah. taken down at eight thousand, and then obviously Survivor's story went up. But like, yeah, fucking dog shit cunts. I hate. I yeah. hate the fucking like just fucking like how hard is it? Just attribute fucking credit where it's fucking due. You know, like yeah. I literally did that that night when when Drew messaged us. I said, "Do you want credit in this article?" Like I asked him, and he said no. So I was like, "All right." Sometimes people don't want their name in there for whatever reasons, you know, whether it's work related or they just don't want their name out there. But if it's a fucking website that's posted a story and you literally just steal the story, at the very least, you could fucking link to them. Yeah. Instead of like stealing it and stripping out any fucking. Or as much of the credit that your fucking dipshit ass is able to fucking notice. Yeah. And then uh, just fucking... So within about 30 minutes, the uh, recent era thread was fixed up. Um, Reddit gaming or games was was also fixed up. They basically removed his post to his uh, Twitter thread. And I guess the one that you're talking about, the website, and they changed it all to Survivor. Um, Yeah. And, and then it went off. So here was a Sunday and uh, it was it was getting traction on social media. I saw people talking about it. And then Monday hit over here in the US and that was it. It was fucking everywhere, like yeah, all over the place. I, I, I woke up and it was on like IGN, GameSpot, um, VG247. Like I saw a Forbes article about it, like kind of funny games. It was their headline on, on Greg Miller's podcast. It was just... Um, there was a couple of like I was saw YouTubers with like four million followers that were talking about it. it just went dumb. It yeah. was all over the place, so it took off as it should have because it was something that shouldn't be in the game, right? Yeah, um, exactly. NBA Two K Twenty One or NBA Two K in general has has had a lot of ads in their games in the past. Um, but they generally don't affect the gameplay aspects of it. Like you've got the Gatorade logo and billboards in the background and like we're going to the Mobile One replay and like that sort of thing. But this was yep. a an ad in a, in a fully priced game that you couldn't skip, at least on PC. And in, ter- in terms of like the game was loaded and you couldn't get past it until it finished. And on the Xbox and PlayStation, although you had to wait to the end, you couldn't you couldn't then go to the lineup screen where you can start playing with your lineups or anything like You had to sit there and watch this ad. Uh, and that's where issues start to come into play. Um, I'm yeah. so annoyed because in my review, I wrote how they were less in your face with the fucking, like, having their hands out for fucking money. And then mm. they patch it in so that they make that not true. Like, fuck, that's aggravating. It's just, yeah, that's just so shitty. Yeah, yeah, it sucks. Um, so in in uh, I, I guess in response to that, to was it today? I think it was today, uh, or or late yesterday. Two uh, K did put out a statement about it. it says. 
Uh, as many are aware, in recent years, ads have been integrated into 2K TV segments. Yesterday's 2K TV ad placement impacted our players' experience in a way we didn't intend. As these ads are not meant to run as part of the production, as these ads are not meant to run as part of the pre-production introduction, this will be fixed in future episodes. Thanks for your continued feedback. Um, I, I don't know. That just seems like a non-apology to me. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, we've been doing this for years. Yeah, we know that. <laughs> it's yeah. Good. Stop doing it. Be bad. Uh, and then also the, the that line that I just read out, like, as these ads are not meant to run as part of the pre-production introduction. Like, that's why I read it out twice, because it's like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, no. what are you talking about? Yeah, exactly. Then why is it there? Uh, they shouldn't be there. Anyway. Nope. Uh, yeah, it was a, I don't know, it was interesting to see that sort of blow up over the... um over those like two days eventually my reddit post on um the 2k forum got put back up on the 2k reddit page right they were like look to skip long you know a long story we've reinstated your post <laughs> i was like okay sure there was obviously a discussion behind the scenes i didn't want to go into um but anyway yeah it, it was just funny to watch all that sort of kick off and, and be a big thing over the course of that but also just the like man have some fucking decency I, I, we, we see that a lot like people just ripping other people's work off and just not crediting them and taking it yeah for their own and just yeah it's um and like i said the guy would have got away, away with it if he just cut out an extra three seconds of that video no one would have known at all like there's no way to prove it at that point but he fucked up Yep. Yep. Um, anyway, what a come. That's NBA 2K21. Hmm. That's the news. There was a lot. That, a, lot was a lot there. Nearly an hour. Nearly an hour of news. Um, have we got any questions on Discord? We do. Let me just work out when. Okay, here we go. Uh, Dr. E3 Money writes. Uh, Ubisoft really releasing three big open, big in inverted commas, open world games within like 35 days of each other. What the fuck? First of all, Drew, uh, Ubisoft is singular. So it would be, is Ubisoft really releasing? Uh, that's just, uh, freebie for you, Drew Bose. Um, Morkai, uh, follows up with, uh, AC Valhalla, WD Legion and question mark, question mark, question mark. Uh, Immortals Phoenix Rising is the third. I think mm -hmm. it's, it used to be, what was it? Gods and Monsters? Gods, yeah. Uh, now it's Immortals Phoenix Rising, which is an infinitely worse uh, name, but uh, they had to change it because apparently Monster Energy Drink was suing them, which yeah. is hilarious. Uh, Far Cry is also out in February. Fucking hell. So, uh, yeah, uh, I got the feeling from my play session with uh, Legion uh, a couple of months ago. Uh, I played both Valhalla and Legion, and I felt like they were quite different in their in the way that they played. Uh, they're obviously open world games, um, 
but yeah, I felt like they were quite different from one another. They played quite differently. Um, so I don't think that's that big a deal. And everything I've seen of Immortals yeah. Phoenix Rising uh, makes it look extremely different. It looks like Genshin Impact, except fun. Um, so that's probably going to be right. a good thing. Um, so yeah, like yeah, it seems like they're, they're doing that. But, it, you know, it is tis the season, as they say. We are coming into... Yeah. Christmas season, we're coming into the silly season for game reviews. Uh, the next couple of podcasts are going to be absolutely fucking choppers. <laughs> um, like they're, they're going to be goofy. Uh, I'm not sure exactly on the timing. But one of our next two is going to be the dumbest fucking podcast. The one where the PlayStation and Xbox drops <laughs> the same week as Cyberpunk. That's uh, the crazy yeah. one. <laughs> Gonna, That's going to be, be an eight-hour episode. Uh, yeah, we might get Nate in just to. I'm just, just thinking get... that is that the week before our end of the year show, or it could be the last one. It could be fucking <laughs> like we might just fucking wrap it up there. Yeah, one giant fucking podcast. Uh, but yeah, no. Um, Those. So yeah, it is. It is the season, uh, and Ubisoft is basically just going to trying to get everything they can out of this one giant area people mm. i don't know if people who like valhalla necessarily will like legion and vice versa i have no idea how i think phoenix immortals phoenix rising might be pretty assassin's creedy it, i got the everything i've seen from it gives me the feeling like they've learned a lot from the uh assassin's creed soft reboot that was origins um and i think a lot of that uh knowledge has gone into immortals but that doesn't necessarily say like mean it's the same fucking dealio i think it's they're just trying to do breath of the wild so it is honestly i think it'll have a big reach yeah i I, I think it'll go well um yeah like fucking if they're good games fucking bring it on you know um, I haven't really been into the Assassin's Creed games for ages, uh, but what I played of Valhalla was good fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it's it's an interesting setting for a game. So, and Legion, uh, I really enjoyed my time with Legion. I can't play, wait to play more of that if I ever mm-hmm. fucking get to. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll just have to wait and see with Phoenix Rising. I don't know. Um, it's certainly bold to cluster them all together. And then Far Cry. Yeah. Which one do you reckon... You know how EA likes to send games out to die? You know, yeah. They sent Titanfall 2 out to die. Which one of these games do you think they're sending out to die? I don't think any of them. Immortals, right? No. When, does Immortals have a date? Uh, isn't it like fucking first week of November? Uh, sorry, December or whatever the fuck? Um, uh, Phoenix. It's just since 2020. December 3rd? December 3rd. There we go, yeah. That's not really... I mean, if you're going to send a game out to die, you release it on Cyberpunk Day. Um... <laughs> no. They wanted to, like, get something. They just don't... Like, they're like, yeah. you know. I mean, I'll, I'll put it this way. Um, December 3rd is a very late time for the end mm-hmm. of the year, for game of the year. Um, I don't have the exact dates yet, but game of the year for the game awards probably get that in the next two days and the cutoff date my guess is probably going to be cyberpunk day um 
it's it's usually about mid-November. Or sorry, early November. I think they might shift it a bit to fit Cyberpunk in, but we'll see. So I think I think um D- December third is too late for Game of the Year stuff. Like at that stage, people are Generally, working on that yeah. stuff already. Yeah. And it's too early for the next year's version. Yeah. So that could be the one that's like that. Still could be an excellent game, but maybe they're just not as confident. I yeah. don't know. Makes sense. Or it could come out and just blow us all away. So we'll see. Yeah. Surprise hit. Morkai says, I think I've heard of it. Don't know anything about it. Kind of sounds familiar. That's not a question, Mork. Fucking focus up, mate. Uh, Fridge Monster Man writes, Hi, Job. Hi, Luke. Something I missed from the Australian Gamer Podcast is Matt and Yug would often talk about Australian game devs, especially the Brisbane-based ones. What's the current state of the games industry in Australia? Uh... I think it's on the it's on the up again. I mean, it's been it's been tough, right? Like yeah. uh, back when the Australian gamer was making podcasts, there was like heaps. You know, Sega Sega was still doing stuff, didn't they? 2K? Release a bunch of Sega games like last yeah. week or some shit, like the the fucking prototypes or some some shit. I thought I saw on on Twitter some of the old Sega devs from um, Brizzy were talking about like a Golden Axe. Was it Golden Axe? Golden mm. Axe prototype they made or some shit uh, that was getting released and uh, apparently it was developed in like two weeks or some shit <laughs> like <laughs> like ha- it was not supposed it was like literally put together as a prototype and not really designed for release and apparently Sega's polished it up or something or are polishing it up to release it sometime soon or some shit um, yeah back then like uh, there were bigger studios, but I think there's still loads. Well, I don't think I know there's still loads and loads of game devs, and obviously the, you know in Sydney we've got um Wargaming is is working. Wargaming on just started up. Stuff. Yeah, um, they're working they've on been going on for like, game. I think ten months now, I believe. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they're working on something unannounced, which I will be extremely interested in, in checking out. Um. Although we'll have to have to couch that one in a bunch of. Um, disclaimers due to personal friendships um, but yeah like Sledgehammer is in Melbourne they just opened up yeah that's true um, and like yeah there's the, you know the AGDAs were on the other week with um, the you know celebrating the best uh, Australian game developers so uh, you know they, I, I'm if I recall, the list had a pretty fucking long yeah. uh, list of names on it. So uh, I think, yeah, like it's there's there's definitely game development still going on in Australia. Is it EA that's the biggest one at this stage? Like Fire Monkeys? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know. Is it? Are they bigger than fucking... I've been to fucking Wargaming. Right, how many people are wargaming at this stage? It's pretty <laughs> fucking huge. There's a lot of fucking people. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, apparently there's 170 uh, fire monkeys, so I'd say that they're probably the biggest, yeah. Uh, um, but yeah, I think like fire monkeys is a great example. You know, there, there's a trend to focus more on mobile gaming cause, because uh, I think the, the turnaround time, the schedules of... Uh, releasing the programs of work suit themselves better to 
how Australia functions uh, mm-hmm. as a working environment a little bit better. Um, so yeah, uh, we've we've got a, like a load of fucking mobile games, but not yep. many big AAA games. Uh, which I guess is why we don't really look into them all that much because we're sort of a bit uh, on that sort of trend. Although I think we note whenever we're talking about an Aussie game. We yeah, I think we try to. What was the last big one? Out. Was it LA Noir? Like that was proper... the last giant one, like the really big one, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyway, good question. Um, it's always, yeah. It's always something I think we try to keep in the back of our mind, but we just don't focus on it because we're a bit more AAA focused. Uh, oh, and I think you're on a winner here with the, this liquid metal cooling thing. I'd be just like the T1000, but the T1000 was destroyed by molten metal, unless maybe the T1000 is like the One Ring. It can only be destroyed in the fires which it was forged. Hmm, perhaps that's another name, uh, question for James Cameron. Uh, oh, Jimbo, Jim, Jimmy, Jim Cameron, uh, wouldn't Jimmy have any C. interest in Jimmy C, our boy, JC, wouldn't have any interest in answering that question because he wants to tell you more about how Avatar 2 is going to rock the world 17 years after Avatar 1 came out. Is Avatar uh, 2 going to save the cinemas? <laughs> <laughs> Will you be able to stream Avatar 2 two weeks after it comes out in Cinemas League? Yeah, I don't think there's going to be any cinemas. But judging yeah, by what I'm hearing at this stage, they reckon they'll be gone by the end of this year. It comes out over here, right? So that's definitely yeah. By 2023, when they finally finish Avatar three, uh, Avatar two, no chance. Um, good stuff, Fridge Monster Man. Uh, Bish writes. Joe, what was your method for pandan-infused rum, and how excellent was it? Oh, uh, it is supremely easy um, if you have a sous-vide wand, which is kind of, uh, you know, it's supremely easy if you have a $100 piece of gear. Uh, although, I would heartily recommend everyone get a fucking sous-vide wand. They're fucking amazing. Um if you don't have one, I think it just takes uh, a lot more time. But uh, yeah, it was really, really easy. I, I bought a fucking bottle of uh, Bacardi mm. and I got some Pandan from my lo- local Asian grocer. Frozen. I could only find the pro- frozen stuff. I couldn't find any fresh. I don't know if you can buy it fresh. Um, but yeah, dumps. Um, what I was trying to do was... Uh, like keep it to a pretty standard ratio. So I uh, I measured it out. Uh, I believe it was so it was. I think I did ten to one um, for the pandan. So uh, I did two hundred grams of uh, rum and uh, twenty grams of pandan, I believe. And then, uh, yeah, just crammed it into a bag, crammed them in together, sous vide them. Uh, I believe, if I recall correctly, it was like 60 degrees. Uh, I'm awful with the recipes. But what you do if you didn't have a sous vide wand is you just cram it into a bag and store it somewhere that is dark and and cold for a couple of weeks, like two weeks. Mm-hmm. And 
yeah, it tastes phenomenal. If you can get pan, like pandan is a fucking amazing flavor. What I used it for was I infused it <laughs> with, uh, sorry, I mixed it with um, pineapple rum. Mm-hmm. I bought the pineapple rum. Next time I will make my own pineapple rum, but uh, I bought pineapple rum and I mixed the two together. I mixed it uh, with pineapple juice. It was equal parts rum, rum, half again of pineapple juice. And uh, I did a squeeze of lemon, just a tiny squeeze of lemon. And then some pineapple infused simple syrup. Ah, and fucking coconut water, half. So it was a, was one part coconut water, one part pineapple juice, squeeze of lemon, two parts pineapple rum, two parts pandan rum. Mix it all together, and then you pour it into a bowl that is two parts milk. Pour it into milk. You go to pour it in, and then you let that sit for half an hour in the fridge, and then you strain the milk out using like a coffee filter. And uh, what happens is it's called uh, protein washing, and it washes it all through. And so all the, uh, any of the, like the acidic bitterness of the pineapple or the, uh, lemon, mm. um, gets dra- like dragged out and all you wind up with, or even the rum itself gets dragged out and all you wind up with is this like really smooth drink, uh, which is called a milk, uh, clarified milk punch. Uh, okay. and if you made that, you like, seriously, I, uh, I backwards engineered that drink. Uh, from a cocktail bar here in Sydney, and uh, I've only ever, I, I I don't know if I said this on the podcast. The times I've been to that place, uh, have all, I've always been so drunk that I should not have been allowed service. So it is extremely <laughs> impressive that I have managed to backwards engineer anything out of those evenings. But I, I'm pretty sure I nailed this fucking cocktail. It's because when you so, throw up the next morning, you're like. What's that uh, taste? Pandan. Pineapple rum. Mm, delicious. Uh, but yeah, it is a it is my favorite cocktail. And you just make a bunch of it. And then whenever you want some, you pour a shot of it over some ice. It is like, I think, 80% fucking rum. Uh, it's like it's a shot of rum, basically. But it tastes really nice. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Good question. Thanks, Bish. Uh, Is that it? More? Heathy writes, Hello, Theg app. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. I'm nearly at the end of Ghost of Tsushima, and I have found myself thinking back to the start of the game where you have that first duel with Koten Khan and thinking it'd be cool if you could somehow actually defeat him there and then, either ending the game early or changing the rest of the game. The fight would have to be crazy hard to do it, but it would still be cool to have the option. I thought back to Far Cry 4, the way you can end the game on your first visit to Pagan's Mansion, and Metal Gear Solid 3, where you can choose, uh, where you can shoot the end while he's on the dock in the wheelchair, skipping that boss battle later in the game. Can you think of any other moments where a game hasn't prompted you to do something, but still made it possible to do, if that's how your mind works, either ending the game early or changing something big later on. 
Also, what other games could have had a secret moment like that but didn't? Something like RDR2 with Arthur shooting the Pinkertons when they first approached him while fishing with Jack. Anything come to mind? Anything come to mind, Luke? No. <laughs> like, Nothing. for me, the, the red... Um, the uh, Far Cry one that Heath mentioned um, right. was one and because that's the one where you sit there and do nothing right you kind of just you just wait for 10 minutes you just wait and it just ends that's the one yeah. on the bus right um in far cry 4 4 yeah what, yeah, what it's was one the one with troy baker cry? right five yeah yeah then it was four i'm pretty sure um yeah pagan min yeah uh, so yeah, that, that, that was uh, interesting. I, yeah, I'm disappointed that Ghost... I was actually wondering when I had that fight whether or not you could beat him at the start of Tsushima. I actually really dislike it when you can't. Uh, Khan, first fight. Can you win? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I actually really dislike it when you can't win those fights. Anytime you're like literally unable to win... It bugs the shit out of me because it, it feels like you're being like it feels anti like the purpose of a video game that it, it robs you of interactivity and sure I'm big on interactivity in video games um, hmm. I think yeah. Sekiro did that right where you could technically beat him but he would just still cut off your arm yeah yeah that was the start of that uh, Metal Gear Solid's a pretty like good example it like that series does it a fucking ton um obviously the end in metal gear solid 3 which is might be one of like it's not that moment specifically isn't why but it is one of the many reasons why that game is in my top three of all time right um but metal gear solid like had loads of like you could give up in the torture sequence Right in the first one, and uh, Meryl would die. Right? Was was that how she died? She she definitely died. Or uh, you get like fission mailed if you uh, like. You, there were a bunch of different ways that you could fail the game with different fail like game over screens and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And um, that was always like quite clever the way that they anticipated people doing things the wrong way and technically rewarded them for it um Nia Automata is one I think that is built around the concept of you ending a game quickly and then, yeah and then playing like playing on or yeah. Doki Doki Literature Club right uh anticipates a billion different ways that you can do it like if you um if you delete I can't remember the, the crazy chicken TDLCs, but like if you delete the crazy chick, if you delete her character file, like that's mm. one way that you can like win the game. But if you do it before a certain point, it like admonishes you for cheating and stuff. Like there's right. a lot yeah. going on. <clears throat> like uh, I, I love that sort of stuff. That sort of meta stuff. Although I, I do understand that some people find it to be kind of wanky. Yeah, one that I'm I'm just had a quick look through my my list of Steam games, um, and one that I played recently. I might have talked about it on here. I can't remember. The Witness, um, the puzzle game where you get to the end of that Mines. that 
game and you sort of learn more about how the world works and how to interact with it. And so when you go back to the start of that game, you then see things that you didn't see the first time you were there. And and like you can actually just do that from a brand new save file, start interacting with that world um, off that the one. get-go. Yeah. 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 Good one, Heath. That started out really dumb, but uh, you turned it around. Well done, Heath. Good stuff. That's a good question. Um, that is it. That's all our questions. Thank you, Heath. Bish. Uh, Fridge Monster Man. Morkai, sort of. And Dr. E3 Money. Excellent Good stuff. I love questions. We are. You, should, you guys should all ask a question uh, about... Where the fuck is my spaghetti skittles? Mm. Just ask the question. I'm asking. I don't think anyone cares about your speedy skittles. Everyone Where is cares. my burrito and my ice cream, Job? That is the real question. You confirmed yourself that the ice cream was nothing. You f- you fucking no, confirmed no. I'm saying that. we didn't write it we down. Did. We forgot to write it down on there. That or you deleted it. One of the two. Unbelievably convenient. I don't have access to the spreadsheet. Yeah, because so you I deleted fucking... it and then unshared it from yourself. That's what's going on here. <laughs> Mind games. Unbelievable. Uh, we are The Gap. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, uh, all those places you get podcasts from. You'll be able to check us out. Um, please rate and review the show if you have a moment. It helps other people find it. You can send us questions via email, thegapodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord, and leave us questions like those other fine people did. Um, yeah. We've also got a bunch of channels in there, people talking about all sorts of things that are happening in the world of phones, video week. games, oh, many, phones. many discussions about phones and headsets. I saw some headset stuff. Uh, true, yeah, yep. Uh, uh, we're also playing about by by Steel Series support, which is fun. <clears throat> yeah, mm. uh, you can also jump in and play in some of our gaming channels. Uh, there's generally people playing in there at night at some stage uh, so you can jump in check that out see what we're doing uh, you can also find us on social media facebook.com slash the GA podcast twitter.com slash the GA podcast you can watch our video on YouTube podcast in video form the GA podcast.com slash YouTube will take you to that link and everything we just talked about is on our website the GA podcast.com you want to go check that out some of the links on the website are right there for you to see or you might want to go check out some of our old shows you can go do that directly from there and uh, that is all thanks to our patreon members who help keep the website running you can go to patreon.com slash the GA podcast become a member get the podcast early except for tonight because of <laughs> this embargo we're doing yep. um but generally, it goes up about a day earlier uh, for most nice. most of the time. Uh, so thank you, everyone. Does that every month? Greatly Thanks appreciated. So that we is all for this week. You got anything you want to spruik out at all? What's going on? Uh, not at the moment. Um, yeah, not right now. I'm still waiting on a couple of things, but coming soon. Very uh, maybe very soon. I don't fucking know anymore. I don't know. Yep. Um, I'm trying to what think. You? you got a big scoop. Did a big scoop. I guess, yeah, go to survivor.com. We'll get anywhere. 
it's, it's everywhere at this stage. <laughs> it's all over the place. Um, mm. Yeah, uh, Survivor.com, go check out the article that Steve and I put together. And uh, keep an eye on Survivor for my Watchdogs Legion review going up. Cool. Um, at launch. So nice. we'll be talking about that game next week. Should be exciting. Cool. Um, hopefully we can both talk about it. That'll be good. Maybe. And, uh, I, I don't think I think we will be fine with timings on that one uh, I'll have to go check it yep. out but I think we'll be okay so uh, should be a good episode and and this seems to be like a um I don't know like the start right things will be popping off the next couple of uh, like months yeah, yeah. it should it's be big real dumb yeah real fast. hey you know you, you know what else I've been thinking of that we should check out that uh, phasma what is it phasma oh, yeah. it. or something yeah we have to I am yeah. so keen you know the you thing- know it's my kind of game because I've been keeping an eye on this guy, this game for like three weeks now. I pop in every once in a while to see. It, se- it still seems pretty rough. Um, right. And, and I figured that you probably wouldn't like it because uh, you're a giant baby. I am. But then I saw the videos of people hacking other people and I was like, that's amazing. I haven't <laughs> seen any of that. I haven't seen anything. All I, Nate sent me a link saying, hey, Joe, you've got to play this. Uh, you're going to shit. And I'm like, oh, cool, let's do it. Hackers have been going into streamers' games, like finding streamers, joining their game, and just causing fucking mayhem in their game. It's amazing. It's good. Gold. Uh, We should see up the time. We should definitely play. Maybe on the weekends. Yes. Excellent. All right. That is the show. Thank you for listening. See you next week. Bye. Bye.